Hello world, this is Kevin Pascal and you're tuned into the Hinted Neuron Podcast. On today's episode, you hear me speak with Busayo. Busayo has been a day one fan of the podcast. I traveled to Lagos and I got a chance to sit down with him to discuss. We had a two hour, 30 minutes conversation and we talked about finance, relationships, religion, assault and social media. We talked about a lot of things. There's so much juice in this episode. You actually want to stick around to hear everything. Now, don't forget, I'm doing an EMA episode as the last one for this year, but you get to ask me anything. If you want to ask me questions anonymously, you want to send me anonymous messages, just simply go to hintedneuron.com slash ask. Hintedneuron.com slash ask. Ask me anything, tell me anything anonymously, so I won't know who you are, so you could like feel free to say anything you want to say. Also, connect with me on Instagram or Twitter at hintedneuron. Don't forget to read this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave a review five stars on Apple Podcasts, and also share my episodes. And now, here's my conversation with Busayo. Hello! I'm in Lagos, guys, and today I have Busayo with me here. And I mean, this 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 this, um, this episode is not a regular one. I'm just going to be shit-talking. and Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. This is Christmas season, so there's no formal interviews, it's just talks. That's what you get from me with Busayo and also one of the episodes I'll be living with my friend Ajuma. I'm here with Busayo, besides in the building. Yo. Good evening. But it's not all shit talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, well, yeah, we'll be talking about really serious things. Some mean, people will think I'm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 like serious things we'll be talking about too. And, and you know, Busayo will give me a, a, a brought up series of critiques in some episodes, so we'll probably talk about all these things and talk about um, some of the things we've been texting about. Yeah, I'm I a think, serial texter. So I, don't <laughs> I think first off, I want to say that you've done a good job. Yeah, like coming from episode one, <laughs> episode one when the sound was bad <laughs> let's not sugarcoat it yeah that was bad then you grew into oh better sound quality than episode 20 yeah. just listened to it a couple of minutes ago and it sounds really good i, yeah. I want to say good job for that yeah i mean we try though we try what can we say man i actually invested a lot into audio not not a lot not a lot. I've not invested that much, but like, you know, I was just trying to, audio means a big deal because I'm a big podcast because I'm listening to podcasts in 2014, 2015. Yes. I know what good sound sounds. I know what good sound sounds like. Episode, so, episode 20 sounds like good sound. Yeah. Right. But you know, I, I'm trying to make it a way whereby, because next year, what if we could ship microphones to the people I want to interact because I, I want to have more Nigerians on my podcast. That's like one thing I'm yeah. working on currently. I don't have as what much about, Nigerians. What about the studio? Do you think about the studio? For now, I don't think I'm really invested if, if you come to Lagos, If you come to Lagos, don't you think the studio will be down? Well, I don't know, but you know, studio costs money. So, so some, some, somewhere like here, just fit it up, mics and everything and your... Yeah, but yeah, I think Oh, if, if if I even have a room of my own, I could set up a studio. All I just need to do is make sure the acoustics is good, like put yes. up thick curtains everywhere. Exactly. 
put like thick carpets on the floor and mm-hmm. set up a home studio. I think that was really reasonable, but I don't think if I want to rent an apartment, no. I don't think if I want to rent any apartment right now. I'll be going for something more than one bedroom. I okay. I hate more. I hate multiple rooms. I like oh. big space. I don't. I was your preference in houses. I like halls, like just one big hall where one I could like one giant. Yeah, just like yeah, space. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, like big spaces. Yeah, that's so fine. currently, we. Uh, I told you guys I'm in Lagos. Yeah, so I just came here. I don't know why I came to Lagos. Okay, I came to Lagos for two things. I've done one today, and I came. Now to me besides record that was like I think we've been talking about this thing since April. As since we started, yeah, since I started podcast. I think so. Yeah, we were, we were to do it one time. Yeah, like three, four weeks ago. But and then, then we went to MIA. My, <laughs> my, my exam was. I had my exam on Saturday, so I was preparing for my exam big time before that. Even what we're supposed to talk about, I talked about it a little tomorrow on the podcast. Because I think that was about, because what's really prompted much of the voice, because I, we, we, we are serial, we started sending me podcast as, as voice notes. Like, this guy was sending me like five minutes podcast. That is a five minutes voice note. That's like a podcast. People, I know people that do five minutes podcast. So this guy sends me episodes of podcasts. That's this is like, <laughs> I, I, I think there was one episode that's all was, okay, okay, it was the flat head guy. Yes. That was sounding really smart. Okay, yeah. Because of the fact that he knew what he was saying. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily that what he was saying made sense, but he knew it and he believed in it so much that he sounded like he made sense. And I remember going off and saying that you didn't ask the right question. Yeah. But, but you said that you didn't want it to be combative, and I think that's a good way to go. Up to a point, because I'm a very violent person at heart. <laughs> so, I prefer arguments. So, my my personality type is a, deb- a debater. So, I prefer arguments to anything. So, when you let someone have the last word or something you have a say against, I don't think it's the right way. I just want you to get your voice out and get your opinion. Yeah, so... First of all, I think one of the rules for flat ethers is for no, any serious-minded person, don't argue with the flat ether. You just listen. I mean, it, it was educative in a way. I had, I had, geez, I had lots of DM that day because I had to like be replying people and telling them about how this episode went and why I did it and how because David was the one that actually reached out to me. Yeah. So I, I mean, I checked, I checked him out. I, I was seeing him in the news. I was seeing his personal. I, I, I just googled him to know what's up. Okay, he is about flat earth stuff. I mean, this is nice. This is something. Oh, there are people who believe. I know that there are people who believe yeah, in flat earth. I've always known them. So, wow, oh, this guy is reaching out to me. He wants to have a conversation. Definitely, it was a good conversation, in my in yeah. my opinion. It was very, it was very good. Because one thing about the good podcast is we're here. We're talking about. Yeah. So he he gave us something to talk about. Yeah. Same with the feminism podcast with Emma. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one I've listened to. I haven't listened to the couple. Yeah. but we are having a conversation about it. It means that it left an impression in our mind. Exactly, and definitely it was a great. Yeah, point. you see, my my conversation with Ene, I think now that is almost one of my top listening podcasts. Oh, I, I don't, I've not really good. checked, but it was good. I, I, but I think that that podcast really like left impression on many people. A lot of people because I, I checked the start because I'm even surprised now for long form content because when I wanted to start long form content and Nigerians, people message me. 
when I'm uploading these episodes that 40 minutes, 15 minutes, that who has time? And then I understand that from a Nigerian perspective that maybe you don't have, you don't want to burn your data or you don't have the time or you don't have the patience. You know, people like sound bites and trills, quick trills and like Nigerian no. audience, but, but I, I was really surprised that my content was getting listened like full. People were listening to it fully. Yes, if it's good enough, people. If the conversation is sound. Um, I want to jump right into finance. How do you manage your finances? So the thing I was really serious about my finance, like when I was starting, like you know when I when I when I was broke, but when I was still in OEU, yes, I was broke in part two. <laughs> Just part three, I feel like I'm getting gigs. Yeah, we met in part two. When you were part Yes, so I was broke. In fact, I used to come to your room to like, to ask that guy, Ata, for like, dude, what's up? Hook me up with something or or anything, but like, because I I was really broke. But, you know, it's those days where you don't have, you have 500 naira in your account. Yes. So you now ask your friend, can you transfer 500 to my account so that we don't like it? (laughs) <laughs> so when I think about these days, I'm like, oh wow. Even now, I feel like okay, I've made something, and I still feel I don't have money. But okay, imagine that when I didn't even have anything to eat. When I was in university, fifteen thousand was enough yeah, for, yeah. for so for one month. Ah, uh, bully. <laughs> so now, so good. So I used to like do my finance like then because of anything. I would, like try to calculate. I used to, I used to feel like I'm this person. Even when I started getting money. Yeah. I used to do my finance, you like know everything. But now, but now, <laughs> but now, now money just like when money comes in and I'm spending, like, dude, I don't yeah. even know how much I spend in a day, in a month. I don't have, because then, back then, I used to have like a mental note of things, everything goes down. I have an app to track all these things. What app is that? I've forgotten the app then, but even Kuda does it for me now, but like they don't do it perfectly. So I just like leave it. I don't even track anything these days. Uh, it just help you track your expenses. So do you say? Do you say? I think saving is the is the core of my question. How is your finance? I I save. Well, I I think now I, I feel bad that I saved Fine. because I, I was saving in Naira. <laughs> Sorry. So I saved in Naira, and right now all those money because. It's just there. I mean, I can't even pick it out. Well, maybe next year when the you price... You carry-wise. You locked your money. Yeah, yeah. I locked my money. That's one of the worst things, in my opinion. That's one of the worst things. What would you rather do? Uh, convert it to dollars and invest in a stock on the US market. I told you to do that. But, yeah, yeah. I was doing that at some point. I remember recommending I, I, was, I was doing it at some point, but then I just I just got distracted. Because, because for people like me who are being careful, I think I'm I'm very I'm very I'm person I'm someone who's very careful with money. Yes. So I was like, oh geez, I could I could use a share, but now I've seen better ways. I'm wise now. I could like just come out and make dollars and save it in an interest, like in a, in a fixed dollar saving in Bitcoin. Like there are now vaults where you could save your money in Bitcoin. Yeah. That gets you interest. You can even convert to BUSD. Yeah, yeah, and all this and so and I'm I, I think I'm excited about that next year. When I cash out from carry wise, <laughs> no, I, I mean I don't know why I keep my money car. I just keep money. Just That's one of the dumbest, and everybody yeah. does. It. Like I, I don't know. Every Nigerian youth, yes. has thought about putting their money Although, in carry wise. Oh, see, you know, you know, another thing is that I never used to have money, cash in my account. 
Yes. Presently, I have cash in my account, like massive cash. Like, dude, I don't need to put money in my account. Like, I just like put it somewhere else. Like, I don't want, like money being in my account. I don't want to see. I don't want to see that I have money. Why? I want to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep that mentality. Yes. Yes, I want to be broke. Like, I don't even like seeing money in my account. Now I have money in my account. It's paining me, like, dude. I should. This money would have gained something if it was somewhere else. So I think when I did something wise, if I did something wise without money, now I regret it. I think a lot of Nigerians don't understand money and don't understand how to make money. So that's a very huge part of financial literacy that everybody's always talking about. But me. I would say I understand how to use money because I'm studying finance. I'm, I, I was an investment banker up until last two weeks when I quit my job. So I have learned the basic, the basics that would help you see something and say, oh, this is a good way to use your funds and this is a good place to invest. And this is because of me studying hours on end and listening to people talk on end about investment most or other nigerian youths don't have this most other nigerian youths don't have this especially when you're not in the finance sector or you're not doing ib or private equity or vc say you for example you're a tech guy how many finance journals have you read how many finance concepts do you really understand and i think that's it that's where carry wise now now came in they came in as a safe haven oh don't worry, just give me your money. I'll lock you up for uh, one year and I'll give you 12% of your money. In the last four months, on a portfolio that I'm in, I think we've made 36% or something. Wow. Just investing in the US market. And it's just me and three other guys, all in the finance sector, came and were saving together. And we have this IC thing where we'll talk and say, oh, what stock do you think we should buy? We'll build a financial model. We'll talk about it and we'll say, oh, yes, buy. Oh, yes, no, I don't like this. We'll have an argument and we'll pick some stocks. And we have picked like around six, seven, eight. And they're all, they're doing pretty well. I think Apple is the only thing on my portfolio that is shit. Wow. But that's because we bought Apple at a high, high level. And it's also a long-term portfolio. So we're not even thinking about returns now. We're thinking returns in 30 years. And that's typically how you should think about it. Not now, but say 30 years, 40 years. If I want to retire in 20 years, how much will I have? How much will I have gained? Because compounding only works when there's a long period of time. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand. Some people will call you and hit you up and say they want to make, or they'll see all this stupid shit on yeah. like um, D or something that they'll give yeah. you 25% in two months. Yeah. Bring your money, they'll give you 60% in one day, 45 minutes. And people put their money into <laughs> Yeah, I, I think... People put their money into that shit. People, 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 I, I feel like it's not only Nigerians. Like, people, people want to... Quick just, cash. just the way money is, like, though, the way, the way money, if you understand, like, reinforcement learning, it's just like, I mean, money now, a dollar now is better than a dollar in the future. So yeah. that's, how, that's how people are hardwired. They're hardwired for quick rewards. Yeah. So, but I think it's just um, socialization and maybe knowledge that just have yes. to make us know that. I think it's more knowledge it's still than good. socialization. I think it's more of an ignorance thing. 
than the socialized a mentality type thing. Because, yeah. for example, if you understand that the cheapest or the riskless type of investment, the government bond, will pay you 10% of your money for one year. So if you give the government Naira, so if you give Nigerian government Naira to invest or to do an infrastructural project, so you give the Nigerian government a thousand Naira, at the end of the year, the government would almost always give you back your money back with a particular interest. And that interest is risk-free risk free rate. Because the government of Nigeria prints Naira, there's very little chance that it defaults on that loan. So that's the base level of interest rate in the country. And as you go higher, you go to banks lending money, you go to people lending money, that interest rate goes up because of the more risk that you're taking. So if you understand concepts like that, you wouldn't fall to someone telling you that you should bring your money and in five weeks, he'll give you 200%. First of all, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? If you had that opportunity, why don't you sell all your property and put your money in trade? Why are you asking me for my own money? Why don't you go to the bank and borrow money at 20%, borrow 30 million at 20% and put it in that investment? Why do you need my money? I think that makes sense. Now, I'm hearing the analogy for the first time, and it's pretty valid. What do you, so you you have sixty you have a way to make sixty percent in two weeks, Abi? Yeah, yeah. Why do you need my fucking money? Why don't you tell all your family members to go and liquidate their assets and put it and guarantee them the sixty percent back? Except you just want to rip me up. Except you just want to rip me up. Well, going on. Because I feel like, okay, now this might be like a learning experience for some people. Since this is the end of the year already, and people might, into 2021, want oh, to have some financial. Not in 2021, this December. Because <laughs> yeah. scammers will be like, oh, they need money to go to sure, sure, sure. their villages. And they'll be like, oh, okay, put your money. Most of these scams, MMM, and it starts at the end of the year, the Ember month. And you, I think a, a number crashed a couple of months ago. Put your money there. We'll give you 20% after two weeks. We'll give you 10% after one. doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I, I, I still don't know. Like, people, what's the, what's the, what's the rationale that I'll make? Because you know that all these things have been crashing. What's still the rationale that pushes you? The quick so, Because someone like me, if you tell me anything about karma and do this, I, my, my first instinct is, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, don't, I'm not putting my money into anything. Me, me, I, argue like, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to hear what you have ah, to tell me. Me, I'm all Just, the argument. I, I, like, I don't because I, I don't even want to argue with you because they're trying to... See. But I think it's basically because even apart from trying to convince me to put money, it's because everything in my life, I see everything as sales. Yes. That's yeah. anything. I go to church. Everything I go to anywhere. Sales. Anybody. Every, I see people are trying. That's my default. And somebody's trying to sell me something. Yes. So I'm always at alert. Anybody's talking to me, my mindset is that this person's trying to sell me something. That's that's why I'm like, like shut up. Oh, does that times. does that upset you? Because recently it has been upsetting me. Everything is looking like propaganda. You yes. go and take that propaganda. You yes. Everybody. Everybody. What's up? Everybody's selling you something. Everybody yes. Everybody has a business so, that they want to every, do. The thing is. Everybody online is they are either trying to push a narrative or they are trying to sell something. That's yes. just the fact. 
sign up propaganda or you want to sell me stuff. Yeah, so even me, I'm I'm trying to like when I'm when I'm on WhatsApp, I think I only I don't tweet that much, but for post on WhatsApp a lot. But like what, what I'm trying to do is like I just try to sell Yeah, you're sell, selling you're selling your podcast. Baby. Sell sell my own podcast <laughs> and sell what I'm thinking. So so in the end, is that not how life is? Because in the end, everybody wants to be a billionaire. Everybody wants yes. to make something. Everybody so, wants to create something. So now, what is the game theory of that? How do you like maximize long term? Like when you are trying to sell, how do you like make sure that long term you sold enough and you gathered enough rewards? And maybe rewards were like the like the, like the proceeds of your sales. I think the way to handle it is. Not to think about like selling something. So see how Joe Rogan built his podcast from scratch, and he just kept doing the thing he loved. It might sound cliche and sound like oh, that's what everybody will say. But if you keep it to oh, this is what I love doing, I'm just going to keep at it. And advert is not a bad thing. You putting it on you creating awareness about what you're doing is not a bad thing, but when that becomes more important than the content you're creating, that's when you start fucking things up. I think even now, now that's a big problem for me. My problem is how to sell my podcast because I, I, I'm trying to see if I can market it. But I, I, so most times I feel like I don't need to market my podcast because people who will listen will definitely listen. Like I don't need to push content to people. But now I'm trying to look okay, at maybe I should, I should get a wider audience. Because I'm doing, we are, we, are, we are definitely doing work when we are making podcasts. Yes. Sit down to record. You should make a little out of it. So if you have a more, like, even far wider audience, it means more money for you. Because people want to advertise your stuff in your podcast. But I, I, I still don't know if I should market or I should just, because though I have good listeners, but my, my listening is poor in Nigeria compared to Outside people in the US. So I'm trying to like increase my Nigerian audience. I don't know how to go about marketing, whether I should just just be satisfied, okay, I have to listen and okay, that's that's true. I should know that I don't need to like waste money on marketing. So do you know why I think you have a larger audience outside Nigeria than inside Nigeria? Right. Because more of your um your interviewees, the yeah. people you interview yeah. are outside Nigeria than inside Nigeria. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I'm trying to improve. Like, from now till next year. Next year, I want to be talking to podcasters and creatives. Is it hard to find intelligent Nigerian people to talk to? True. This is the problem. You email someone in Nigeria. Yes. They either snub you, <laughs> or they just, or they don't even read your email. Or they don't email. Email. You get, so, I, I, I try to, like, why are Nigerians this rude? Okay, let me tell you, you know, I've emailed a lot of people, like, not a lot, but, like, people I feel like I could have a conversation with. But Is like, it popular, or uh, Twitter popular type people? Okay, I, I emailed Kikimoji. Yes. I emailed Ozzy Etomi. Uh-huh. I emailed Sega Link, but although I feel now, in hindsight, that might be, that would have been a bad idea, because, not a bad idea, because, see, I, I want to have conversations with people, no matter how, how, how whether, no matter how much of a demon people see them as, I want to have conversations no with everybody. No matter how controversial they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how controversial they are. Okay. But like, I think that's what makes conversation interesting. And I think that's what I even set out to do. That's why I want to have conversations with Kiki Moy because she has an Ozzy Atomi. Those two, they have 
controversial. I don't necessarily agree with everything they say. They say a lot of things. I want to like talk about those things with them. Yeah, but I understand from their perspective how it might be more for you than for them. So, if you think about it from a sales perspective, mm. it is you trying to sell something to them now. And then looking like, oh, okay, now because I have a uh, little, or because I have some public platform, plat- uh-huh, because I have a platform, you want to take advantage and use that to step up your own yeah, yeah. So it's more of you benefit from that arrangement than we benefit from that arrangement. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So that. when when you get snubbed on that level, I think it's it's fine. Yeah, at least for now, then you have to build up your um, build up your followership, build up your audience before it is now a we get it's a win win for everybody. I think for now because I, I I've seen podcasts that really blew up. Like see now, Mister Easy and his girlfriend Timmy or yes. a podcast and that, I people are, people I, are listening. To, I haven't listened to that. People are listening to that shit like to. madly. Madly, so I just felt okay. Maybe they have a platform, but then again, they already had the platform. Yes, they already had the platform. So I've seen people like even this guy, he's just an ordinary Nigerian guy, too. He started his podcast, So Nigerian. So he started So Nigerian. He had, I think, he posted before that he had 30k 30k listeners. He was having 10k consistently per month, I think. I mean, you should should have like 5k average, 10k, 5 to 10k. I so that's pretty big for I the Nigerian think, podcast. I don't think you should be looking at your numbers. Like, yeah, yeah, that exactly. When I started, I told myself I'm not going to look at the numbers. <laughs> well, you couldn't help it. But as a creative, when you look, <laughs> you're like you, you go, what do I get? Hundred, fifty. So you know, you you you, you know, you get so big numbers that the next episode it just drops because because I you you now try to like oh what was wrong there? I what did I do? No, I believe it's because of the people you talk to. Mm-hmm. So the more, so if we have this conversation, after we have this conversation, I put it on my WhatsApp that oh, I had yeah. a conversation with Delvin. Yeah. Then check it out. It was actually good. Someone that I recommended it to who recommended it to someone else, and mm-hmm. then you have people listen to you more. Yeah. And if it was really good that somebody says, oh, let me listen to the next one, then you have it regularly, at least for some time. So I don't think he's what um conversation you had with or how you interviewed the other person. I think it's more of platforms. How big is this person's platform? How big is NS platform? Even if at the smallest level, if it's not ten K, twenty K, how big is the people that want to listen to her talk? Yeah, yeah. I think that's interesting because um because NA has given me good number of listeners. Yeah, you see. But she doesn't have large you know and then it has a large platform on instagram she didn't even post my because i sent her an audio visual yeah on to to use but she didn't like respond to that email she didn't upload it <laughs> so but like she retweeted my stuff when i was this but i i necessarily don't know if so i think right now this is just to focus on content because the sound is good i will tell you that yeah. for free the sound is good I, sometimes i can Okay, when I was listening to it, I'll just put it on and I'll be working and I'll have to stop work mm-hmm. to just listen to the podcast. Same way it is with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, I cannot even start 
Yeah, Jorogan, you have like because Jorogan, I, I, I don't know how Jorogan does it. That no, he just creates. Sometimes the sound is so good, you just have to. Yeah, listen yeah. Jorogan has one of the best sounds I've heard, followed by I think some of the three three um podcasts I've listened that has like best sounds so far. Jorogan, Lex Friedman, and like there's this guy, our guy from the from from meditation. Sam Harris. Sam Harris making sense podcast. Yeah. His sound is clean. There's a way he talks. His tone. He yeah. there's a way he uses yeah. there's a way he talks like like he has this prose nature of like Friedman does this thing like where he talks without emotion. Or he like, seems to talk without emotion. The following is a conversation between <laughs> yeah. conversation if you like this podcast. I, I really like I think he I I've I've adopted a lot of things from but Lex, because when I say I now here's my conversation, yeah. and when I from Sam Harris, I think what, what did I adopt from him? I adopted um, oh, I forgot it because I know I know I use I, I there's something I stole from him. I, I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. There's a there's like an intro. I don't listen to Sam Harris's podcast, so I, I might not know what you're talking to. But he's waking up this. Yeah, it's wonderful. In case you are listening and you want to meditate. You know, mindfulness, meditation. You want to know if you feel like you you have yourself. You feel like your your <laughs> your, your your mind and your body are two separate things. You could you know reach out to me. I would give you an invite to waking up. You could explore your the inner workings of your mind. I guess it's a wonderful thing to even listen to, to just listen. To, even if you don't want to meditate. Yes, I so just listen to people talk about yeah. perspectives on how your mind is and how to control yourself. It's it's wonderful. There's there's this there's this conversation he has on waking up with a poet. I guess that guy's voice was. Do you know the voice of the dragon in Merlin? No. Have you watched Merlin? No, I didn't watch. Ah, oh, fuck. So there's this, there's this, uh, there's this guy who was the dragon, who was the voice of the dragon, and that guy's voice was as good as that guy's. It was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I, I think props for voice actually matters in podcast because a lot of people tell me they listen Definitely. to my podcast just because of my voice. I know that's females now. Yes. Girls, I, I don't know why I should be saying females now because I don't want anyone to attack me because I've heard now that females, people, do, people like girls don't like to be addressed as females. Like, we have to say women or girls. No, I know girls are, uh, the GM is like, ladies, I think ladies is perfect. Yeah, ladies. Like, the ladies, you, I mean, all those things, well, it's really good props for voice too because there are some people I don't want to listen to because their voice is whack. Not whack. It's just not your taste. I wouldn't say whack. So, so someone might listen to you and say, "Oh, it's okay." Then someone might listen to you and say, "Oh, okay. I like the sound of this." Yeah. Do you, do you, do you know Zubi? No, I don't. Zubi on Twitter. He has a podcast. Zubi. No, I don't. Zubi is this um, controversial right wing. I think he's much right wing. You say you don't like Kidos, and here you are labeling everybody. No, he's a right wing person. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know that people, they, they, they know where they stand. Where and me? Yes. If I were to label myself, eh? Yeah, yes. Okay, now, if I were to label myself, right center I might say I'm just a radical centrist. 
So you're a I, centrist. I'm a centrist. centrist in the sense that I believe that. Are you I, a I, fencist? I believe no. I'm just an out. I'm, I'm, I'm an out centrist because I, I believe in. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a radical centrist because I, I believe that we need we need we need ideas from the left. I I can understand what the radical Give me, give me two examples of those of ideas that we liberal. Need like I mean, look at look at what liberal um, PM, um, um, some of the left left ideas like feminism, feminism? and and um, abortion. An abortion, a, a, abortion, right. and and all those things okay, like so gay rights. Give me, give me two, gay give right. me two from the from now, the right. Now, when you now talk give about me two from the right wing, see from right wing, yes, right wing that doesn't says, contradict now, abortion and now right, gay right wing something like um, immigration. I believe I, I, for well, for some reason really I believe really that we us. need to like well that that that's an American problem. Yeah, it doesn't really affect us in Nigeria. Okay. Give me give me something else, Nigeria. Okay. Let me see from a Nigerian perspective. What yes. I think one thing we should be conservative about. Yes. But I, you I'm thinking now because I've not really thought about this thing deeply uh, from, think about. from from a Nigerian perspective. But if I say okay, one of the things we should be quite conservative about in Nigeria is um, uh, I like I like the way I was brought up TV right. You were like TV, yes. TV in Nigeria back then, yes. It was not as now a lot of things now children are being exposed to. Okay. Certain content I felt so like censorship. In, in a sense, for but for children, I like censorship, but for children. How would you censor for just children? You do data and television to be censored. You make data and television censored. Would you de- would you censor data and television, or you make it that? That because right now people use cable, so let me know, let now let's talk about cable. Okay, you could just make it out there like district parental controls on TV, where where you could make sure that like children are listening to so conservative content. Parental control is more of trying to imbibe that culture to the parents, so they'll teach their children not to watch certain things. Yeah, at at a certain age, I feel at like although because for me, I, I right now. I'm still more liberal, and and I knew I grew up in a conservative culture where I was not exp- I was not allowed to expose myself to certain things, but I still turned out all right. Yeah. I mean, so so I still feel yes, that could be a thing. That that kind of ideology we could adopt it. I want to ask you a question. Part of those things that you censor, would you censor Naomi's music? Naomi's music. Okay, first of all, let me just so small let, let me just let me just wait, wait, children of the age one to twelve. Okay, now okay, video. Let me video, talk about yes. video. If it was normally video, definitely I'm I'm censoring it. Okay. I don't I don't want I don't want to see children. I don't want to see, I don't want children to grow up grow up knowing that people objectify women in their videos. Ah, okay. Now, now this is a big thing for me now because now if you talk about objectification of women, if you if it's a man in is a female male artist and he has female people doing all this shit, you can now say that. But when you now have a female artist, you know these things are now confusing to me. This is why I feel like okay, we need this because we because when you now clash it for a female artist with females doing all this rubbish in our own video <laughs> is female liberation. Yes, but this is our well, This is. Objectification. So this is like I, I, because I believe that every kind of ideology has problems. 
that's why I still feel like we could because when somebody tells me that we should not debate an ideology like EG, we should not debate feminism or we should not debate this because they feel it's perfect. I feel that's wrong. Every ideology has uh, flaws. So, but the core of feminism, which is mm. to okay, that was, that was the beginning of this thing. But like now, I read feminist philosophy a lot. Yeah, I read a lot of feminism. So I know what feminism is right now. The, the core makes sense, and the core is on the yes, yes, yes. The core is on, but like feminism is twenty twenty. Like now, no. when you now branch it out to all don't, the problems, don't branch. Let's not branch. When, <laughs> when you now branch, because I, branch. I read feminist philosophy, and Let's I branch. and I'm like anybody who is academic, anybody who understands feminism at, at an academic level, like for me, maybe I, I I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a researcher, but I at least I follow I follow the philosophy and I I read. About the, the things, so I, I feel yes. Even if those are authority, are problems. Yeah, <laughs> every ideology has problems. So it's people who come out from a non-academic view that yeah. will tell you that their ideology is perfect. No, nobody says. I don't think anybody, a feminist, will say feminism is perfect. But the argument of giving equal opportunity to everybody is flawless. So I, as, as I was saying, like I mean, you, you, yeah, your opinion. Okay, you, you, you feel that people know people outside of an academic um, environment, no academic mindset, who think that their own ideologies are not flawed, based so, on what you are seeing on Twitter. No, no, me, I'm saying, if we strip feminism down to its core, sure, it's a perfect is ideology. Equal it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes perfect yes, sense. It makes perfect sense. Yes. Why? Why not fight for equal opportunity for everybody? The same, like the same scenario that I gave you, where my GMD can give me a thumbs up or yeah. wink, and if I was a lady, she wouldn't think to do that because it is borderline. Yeah. It could be borderline. Yeah. Now I'm interested. I'm interested in this conversation because I'm trying to because most most of the times when we have conversations around, that's why I take Twitter really seriously. I don't know. Some of these things, I, I, I sit down, I think about it. You shouldn't. Like, because I, I try to think about it in the long term. The kind of problems that might arise. Okay. The problems that might arise because your boss can't just simply give a, thumb, a, give a thumbs up to a female it's, employee just because he might be thought of as, as flirting. Yes. So, so, but he can give you, a guy, yes. a thumbs up because it's just normal. Yes. These things could pose problems in the future where... In it's, the future, we are afraid to do certain things just because right we, because we are afraid we are afraid to do certain things because we are we, we don't know how people will perceive. So them. I think it's causing problems already because most times in an office setting, you see the lady doesn't have tight relationships with her boss and her MD and uh, and her superiors just because they don't want to cross a proverbial line. Yes, and. Men are shit. So it's not like all the MDs are trying to be nice guys. Half of them want to harass the lady or half of them want to fuck. Yeah. So if you say, okay, you can be anyhow to a lady. The same, if, if it was a guy, would you do this? If that, was the, if that was the mindset, before you do something, if this was a guy, would I do the same thing? If yes, do it. If no, don't. Yeah. It makes sense that that should be the right way to go. Up until that fucking boss that just wants to smash and tease his subordinate as sexy in quote tries to do stupid shit like that. And that's where 
females cannot make concrete relationships with their superiors. And those are relationships that push your career forward. I feel those are relationships that your boss will go outside and say, Oh, I even have a nice analyst that will work together, we have a very good relationship and maybe he she should do this thing for you or you should hire him as in your firm. I feel So that is that is limiting the opportunity for women already. Just because they are women, yes, just because exactly. the MDs cannot do something because if I form stronger relationships, if I don't have a relationship with you, I can't recommend you mm, for anything. You can't. And this this will pose problems. This is this what this, I'm interested in this because in a tech perspective now. Yes. Because in a tech perspective, we're in an office. We probably learn from each other. I've worked in a software development. Um, yeah. I, I worked as a software engineer for some companies. Yes. You know, I I I I had female engineers on my team. I was working in the machine learning team. I had female engineers on that team. I had male engineers on that team. Okay. So I've, I, okay. Now, a certain day, a certain day, a female engineer was stuck on a problem. She messaged me. We did a Zoom. Tried mm-hmm. to clear things up. You know, we texted. They say, I, I, what I told her was that if you are stuck on anything, don't be scared to reach out. But, okay. but I don't know the mindset of her of maybe her feeling like she could be, like, like she could be disturbing me. Yes. Or, it could be turning to something else where, but I understand that. Now, I have male engineers where they are stuck on the problem. They escalate, just quite bring it out, let's solve it. Or I could, I'm, I'm stuck on the problem, I just reach out to them. Now, why I found out that this girl that I, that I said she should reach out to me, what she did was that there was another female engineer, that was the one she was now relating with. Yes. It's now like, okay, it's easier for her, it's easier for her to relate with. I, I understand that perfectly. Yes. But regardless of now, talent on how to solve yes, yeah, right. But now problem. the person that was that she reached out to had because I she, she was given a project she could not deliver. I yes. had to take up that project and deliver even in less amount of days. So you see, it, it bridges this communication because if you want to say male team, female team. If we, if all of us are not putting hands on deck and learning we from each other, we won't progress. Yeah. You see, I know I honor, I'm not trying to call them dumb. They solve problems I could not have solved, but like there was a specific project that they could not do and I could do, and all of us could have learned from it, but like they chose to like camp on a team of female. But I, I, I want us. So to, was it like a male team, female team type of? It, it wasn't, but like, it was, it's not, it's not like a male, male team, female team, but that's what she reached out to her yeah, female yeah. colleague. Yeah. She, she, she didn't, she did not now reach out to me. Okay. What about you? What did you do to make her feel comfortable prior to that? What I started to do was I started texting in the broad general, I no more DMs. Okay. You get, I, I tried to do, but like, but then, but then I had one other female engineer who was also bringing her own problems to the general group. So that we could sort everything oh, out. Together. So what, what, what is that? I think that was good in the sense that, okay, we are trying to like be open here so that make it a conducive. I have problems. I put it out. Someone has problems, put it out. So that all of us could try to learn from whatever exactly. thing we are working on. Yes. So I think that was why I did, which I, I don't know if, because, because I, I, she was not really active on the team. So I, I don't know how that. I think it's, it's really tough. It's really tough for ladies to ask. For help, because most guys want to take advantage yes, of that, that. That is something because now, now I have a bunch of female friends. I don't know how. I was never someone who envisioned my life that I'll have many female friends. Maybe people, maybe girls, feel they have a safe space with me. 
Yeah. I know people you could say well, that you probably create that that safe, safe space. space where they could be vulnerable. Yeah. Talk about problems. Bring um anything that they feel like escalates any kind of issues. I feel we could do that. I know I know a lot of guys don't have this mindset. I'm speaking as a guy now. I know a lot, a lot of people want guys, to smash. A lot so, of guys are shit. Yeah, a lot so, of guys just want so, to smash. So I I I, I I I don't know. What what would you? Because for me now, I don't. Is is it is it just high level of testosterone or just low level of like what is causing this massive horniness? Do we have (laughs) do we have an horniness epidemic? (laughs) That sounds like a great question. It's it's actually a great question because well, I'm not. I'm not even going to come out and say that I'm free from this type of. Uh, thing like I try to limit the number of girls I talk to one because of my relationship and two because of the fact that sometimes there's this attraction that you have with another person when you guys just communicate a lot and that can transcend into me wanting to smash, or you wanting to okay, okay. smash. Now, if if you if you now think about that, okay, if, what if we we now say okay, leave harassment alone. Yes. What if we have a conversation, an honest conversation with this person? Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Should we do it? Should we proceed and just be like, but that's do it on these terms? That's not how things are, though. Yeah. People are not that outright. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, babe. I've been talking for a while and I think I want to smile. Nobody will say that. No guy will ever come out and say that. But first of all, I think that whole honeyness epidemic is real. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay, okay. See now, I I was I was looking that because most of when I was having like during the whole rape um, saga, yes. I tried to because I read I tried to read so much history. I tried to try to understand what. I try to understand what my ancestors faced mm-hmm. get, and how and what I'm facing and how they relate. I read about sexual repression days before the sexual repression. Yeah. Like no, sorry. I read about days during the sexual repression and days after the sexual liberation. Can you give me an idea of what the sexual the sexual liberation, liberation was where women were now free to come out with whatever they could free to smoke cigarettes. Free to open their bodies Porn was not available to men. You get everywhere. Okay. So, like, everybody was open about sex during the beginning of the sexual liberation. I read that. Sex, sex really mm-hmm. skyrocketed. Porn levels really skyrocketed. I now try to rationalize that, that, okay, we have rape now. Do you feel is because, I know, now, let me know now, let me, uh, somebody might be listening and say, okay, but I know we had rape during the sexual oppression, during even days before the sexual liberation. Yes. During our, our, our forefathers, people were rape, still raping. Rape days. You get. There are a lot of mad people. But now, I'm not mad. talking about sexual harassment, like small, small, stupid sexual harassment, like all oh, this, just wanting to touch, wanting so to Kelvin, rub your. Like, so, Kelvin, I think, number one, people don't have boundaries. So, if you have some set boundaries, it will make you. Act right. If you don't have boundaries, sometimes you get very close to the boundary and you just ah, you just jump. So, number one, if you have a boundary, I don't eat where I shit. I don't shit where I eat. 
I would not have a relationship at work. If that's a clear boundary for you, you wouldn't get into that. Me and my coworker are trying to have one relationship. Something wrong happens. She goes to report. You won't have that because you don't eat what you should. You, you, there's a pretty lady in the office. No, I don't eat where I eat. So you take it away from the office space. If you have that with your friends and you say, okay, this babe is my friend and that's all she's going to be, my friend. And that's a boundary you set. And when you have those things, those things serve as a guide. Although sometimes you might fall short, but those things serve as a guide to how you think when you're in those situations. I feel most guys don't have this. First of all, as a guy, when you see a babe that you know you've spent some time with, do you think about it? Smash or not? You probably say smash because you're a guy. And then you try to smash. Then during the way, during that, oh, I'm trying to smash, I'm trying to make him laugh, we're trying to get to know each other. You now see that, oh, this person is better as a friend or this person is better as a lover. Okay, yeah. so so I have a question for you. Um, do you think ladies have a problem handling sexual harassment? Before you answer my question, I want to state that they shouldn't even have the problem of handling sexual harassment. But we're not in an ideal world. Yeah. So do you think sometimes ladies don't know how to handle sexual harassment? Okay, what I'll say is that, what I'll say is that, like, ladies, I feel like they don't escalate early. Escalate in the sense that they don't, like, bring it up early. Exactly. Like, they like to, I don't know why they allow it to, like, delay. They think guys have sex. You get, so I don't know, because for me as a person, yes. if I noticed one thing now, but that's because I give you, I could give you, like, I could give you, maybe I give you benefit of doubt. If I notice it again, I will power for you. <laughs> you get like I you get I, I I don't like to try to hide like I I escalate so, things just so, so ladies on the other hand they would create excuses for their mm. oh he was drunk oh he was sad oh he had a bad day that's yeah. why he tried to harass me mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense at all. Sometimes yeah. I feel I feel ladies should be more aggressive. Yeah, especially at the workplace. You should take shit now now. That aggressiveness is important because if we are trying to be equals, we should be equally aggressive. Because I know I'm going to be aggressive when I want to. Because I'm aggressive to my male colleague. And I want to be aggressive to my female colleague as I'm aggressive. Like, no, like, now I'm talking about aggressiveness in the terms when it's necessary. Yes. When we were having a kind of heated debate. I want to be as heated in that debate to a male as I am to a female. Just so that, because that is when I could feel that we are equals. When I'm trying to speak to you with the light out. I feel I'm petting you. I feel a lot of ladies don't escalate a lot. Yes. We should we should be able to escalate things fast. And I feel that will help um, help them in that sense and help this culture of sexual assault. So from sexual harassment, let's talk about I don't know, relationships and your love life. <laughs> how's your how's so, your love life going? 
I, you told me you were in a relationship recently. I hope I'm not spoiling your power. No, no, <laughs> yeah, side well, <laughs> well it's not, I, don't, I don't have side parrots. Are you sure? I just have people who might be deceiving themselves ah. thinking they are, they are in a relationship yeah, with me. I'm not part of the problem. I'm not part of the problem. No, I'm not part of the problem because I didn't tell you to text me. I didn't tell you to flirt with me. But then I, I want to feel good. I mean, I like a conversation. I like a conversation. So you can't tell her straight up that you wouldn't be her and you have a no, 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 no. We don't go to that. Aspect. Me, I know that in any amount of way I'm going to do, I'm not going to smash you. I'm not going to What if you're any... fooling yourself that you think is flirting? What if she's just been a nice person? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. It could be flexing, it could be in the bar. I, I, I still enjoy it. No, it's still attention you're giving me. Okay. So, I mean, it's still a good thing. No do matter. You, do you give girls attention? Or do you give ladies attention? No, not much. Like, just my friends. Wow, that was a quick answer. <laughs> I, I, I don't have time for people who are like, if you, because I know if I give you time and you can give me time, then we are friends, like, we are cool. Because I know that you are going to reciprocate energy. So, so what about your girlfriend? Do you give her enough attention? Yeah, I guess. I mean, she she <laughs> likes me as a person, and she, she because, because now I I have for for my girlfriend now. I think one of the best things I did was to create this safe space where we could talk about anything and know that we have to escalate quick in any like if you are thinking about something, don't tell me. Next week, or say you have been. Tell me now. Let's know. Let's sort it now. Like, it's like I'm like I want to solve every problem as it arises, so that have conversations every day about anything that arises, so that we could like. Is like I've seen people who I've had friendships where they ended up badly because we didn't bring up those problems early. We just allowed things to like compound and yeah. just compounding just all the yeah. flow, and then from that dead flow, then those friendships ended. So, Random thoughts. Remember when we used to have arguments like you said? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That was fun. Yeah. I think we should do it. We should do that. We should have like, um, the whole guy. The, the, at then, at then, that time, um, Aka was there and what's this guy's name? Lulu. Lulu. Now, I, I think I was crushing on you. At that time, I was not really dating anybody. Yeah. But I was, you know, I was talking to a few girls. Yeah, I, I, my mindset was not to date. Yeah, no, I just girl. Genevieve. Yes, that was that girl. <laughs> that girl was really pretty to me then. Like, damn. What like, do you mean by pretty to you then? How is she to you now? She's still pretty, but like she's not like in my eyes like that. Oh, anymore. because like, she she's like in my eyes, in my eyes, just because okay, maybe she's not like a romantic interest anymore. Oh, I'm okay. just maybe a friend now. Yeah, it was really deep for you. Then. I should probably text her. Uh, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't. So, because um, you know, I I can, let me see how many how many how many friendships have I spoiled so far? Spoiled. I'm not really good at spoiling friendships. I I kind of with like girls? friendships. Yeah, I don't I don't spoil friendships. Like, ladies. Yeah, I mean, uh, most even even guys. I like that's because maybe because I don't make new friends. Are you, so, are you still friends with other? Yeah, we talk. It's not like we talk every day, but like we when we talk, we we'll still vibe and laugh and That's everything is good. This is Yeah, I mean, this, this, this are the days. Things that you didn't have. No, you. I feel. I feel. I feel. Yeah, I feel like there's a certain freedom that comes with being broke. That comes with if, being broke. If you think about it, broke and 
without responsibility. Without responsibility. Now I feel yeah. like because now I have like I'm a firstborn. Yeah. My dad told me all these things about you have like you have siblings, siblings but and this is something because I talked about it today on my sisters about how I want to write an article about black tap. Yes. There's responsibilities of people from black homes, African homes. That's a lot. And where you have to like I feel when you now grow up, you have to pay your parents for raising you. Yeah. When you look at other kind of that's exactly how it is. You have e- to pay ethnicities your that didn't have raising. these issues, like uh, maybe the Amer- white Americans, they, like they are, they are maybe mid class. They, they weren't like that. You understand? You just live your life. Black black tax black tax is heavy in Nigeria. I have a friend who is a lady, and she earns she earns a lot. She earns way more than I do. And after she gives her brother money, after she gives her sister money, after she gives her mom some money, we're back on the same level. Yeah. Our salary is about, and she earns way more than I do. But me, I don't. I I basically spend all all my earnings. Yeah. Plus give my sister some small small cash here and there. So if you think about black tax, sometimes it's stressful. It's, it's stressful on her right now. It's, sometimes I think about it and I'm like. I have massive respect for her because of what she can do for her family. Yeah. And 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 another thing about black taxes, you feel obligated to do these things. Yes, yes. It's not like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Then your family, your brother has to go to school, he wants to buy a new laptop, you have to find money for the laptop. Yeah, so when I went home, because it's been long, I, I went home, when did I go home? I went home during... Okay, after I finished my project defense and all these things, I went, I went back from Abuja. All my siblings, they were not having any laptops. Now I came back, when I, I, I traveled now, as I'm now all of them have laptops. So, but I would not say I, 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 I contributed a little to that because I mean, I'm like, like big guy in the house, like I have to set them up. Give them what they like. I contributed a little bit of money for my youngest brother's own. I give them what they need to learn and all this. But because I want to create that space where I don't want to be, there, there shouldn't be something like breadwinner. We could all win. Definitely. We could have our money so that there's nothing like a, there's no word like breadwinner. Definitely. Uh, we could all make so Everybody right now. Oh, yes. Right now, all my brothers are into tech now. They are learning how to program and all these things. Even my younger brother, my youngest brother, 11. I think he just turned 11. 11. He's doing this. I communicate him with you about a project he's doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like before he gets to my age, yeah, have, have. like I, I want that. Even my youngest, no, my sister, I only have one sister. Yes. She's doing fashion design now. She's doing tailoring. She has her own sewing machine now. Yeah. I actually wanted to contribute to that, but like, I'm too stingy. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't contribute anything to her sewing machine, but like now she's sewing. And I feel like I'm happy. I'm happy in the sense that since all these guys are doing their own, Okay, now who remains is mom and dad. I don't know. My my dad in the next few years he probably would just be living his life because I don't see why am I saying this? Because I I feel like okay we will be the ones helping at yeah. that time. But then it's still good because then for siblings wise because because they are going to go to school. Anything about school fees? You no, know, all those responsibilities yeah. are not on your head. Those things are it's really difficult in. In Nigeria and Africa in general, I guess. But financially, because I, 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 I'm going to write an article. And when I want to 
write about problem. I like to give at least one solution or a starting solution. What do you think? Could because it's just a cycle. Now, what do you think could like? Okay, if we if we stop, if we break the cycle, okay, we now know that if we break the cycle here, yeah, then the next generations we don't have to suffer, even though our own. So then the next generations will not have to suffer. So the thing about black tax is, I don't think the next generation is going to suffer. Why? Because the way we're going now is so you're already contributing to all your siblings. And they would have a sense of gratitude. And when they get to a position like yours, where they need to fend for someone else, instead of giving them recurrent money, or oh, take money for this, take money for that, I'd rather give you a laptop and teach you how to make money. So because you've trained them like that, they'll have a mindset to do that to the next generation. I think why we are suffering is because our parents didn't think to do the right things. Like, well, I don't even think they are exposed enough. I think, yeah, education was a big problem. Education is a big problem. Is a giant problem, Nigeria. No, I, I, I just got a thought because I, 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 I remember some of the guys that used to bill me then. Yeah. It's not like maybe bill and heal you. Like, okay. You are, you are this, I mean, it's not like I'm that well to do. I earn what I could live, I could live on my own. I could survive very well on what I want to survive. But, and I also, okay, these guys, they don't have anything doing. You need, I, I can't give you my, I don't like, I'm, 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 I'm more like the best the person to teach you how to fish. Yes. I don't like to give you fish. The I best, want to teach you how to fish. So, there was, okay, there are some guys now I would have, I give tutorials. Go and learn this thing. Go and know this thing. Another no, thing you now see them. They were broke then. They are still broke now. What if I wish you just endured? You get. Yeah. You were thinking about the time and all the things. Now, but now you are still broke. So what's the difference? What if you are just endured? By now you have started getting even so if it's small small gigs. It starts from somewhere. Thirty k. As Death. maybe even if it's somebody that wants to cheat you, give you thirty k. You can even run gigs through them. So sometimes from gigs. Yes, yes, yeah, because that I, I I rejected two jobs last month. Yeah, rather than reject. You get I I reject because I don't want to, I don't like the people I I I I that, that want to give me this book, but they might not mind. They might want to collect this I work. Had, I had I had some someone thinking, and the person said, as you are trying to blow, try to help your brothers blow, or as you are trying to rise, try to help your brothers rise. And people, people like to say that, but the game theory of that is not coherent because as, okay, now let me think as an economist, as a rational person, yeah. a rational person isn't, is, is selfish. A rational person is selfish. So I'm selfish up until the point where I now reject it. Yes. And I cannot give it to my guy. That's how people are. No. Now. So if I'm rejecting it, I'd rather it go to my guy. Yes, than yes. But I, I don't know. Dude, that's why we now have to like maybe account for things like boundary rationality. But no, like economists why, will assume that people are like why rational. Why I started that thought was sometimes the effort I don't want to say some particular things, but sometimes the effort doesn't match what the person what my bro wants. So you want you want money, everybody wants money. What are you willing to do for money? Are you willing to give up hours of sleep for money? 
I am, are you willing to pay? Everybody says yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do something. Okay. Work on this. Okay. Try to read this so you would understand a gig. So understand how financial statements flow into each other. So if I give you a gig on Excel, you'll be able to pay. And then that's where problems start coming up. Oh, my laptop bad. Oh, my this this and this. Like people just say it, but they are not like they are not like you know how to like when I say this thing would take me blood and <laughs> I, I I I was like that in secondary school when I needed good grades. I'll say I I don't mind if all my blood goes. Yeah, I need good grades. <laughs> yes, the university sometimes you read so bad. Yes, because I, I need I, it so bad. I remember reading so bad with precious one time and. We were walking, and I think a car tried to hit us or some stupid yeah. thing. And it was like, yeah, even if that car hit us, yeah. <laughs> even if that car hit us, yeah. we still have gone yeah. to exam right? Yeah, yeah. People, 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 people say they need something, but like they don't know they what don't it means. Really like because so I used to code on there was, when I went home recently, I saw my small techno H five. Yeah. That was where I learned. I was practicing. I was making websites, okay. learning how to make forms, buttons, all these things on my small phone. I was like, wow. This was me back then. Like I, I really wanted because I could have given an excuse. I don't have laptop. Definitely. Because even my friends, like I thought, used to say your laptop because the laptop I was in then the battery, the battery does not, the laptop does not hold charge. So immediately the cut of the light, it goes off. It just goes off. That was what I started. Just laptop I started with. <laughs> it was really frustrating for me. Like that, I think that slowed me down learning because. Growing up where, you know, like in Abuja, my area in Abuja, light like, light is bad. You now have to wait for generator. Yeah. All this, like, it slowed me down. So, but you kept at it. You yeah, I just, start. like, kept doing, like, okay, I know that this is the time to play or do other activities when there's no light. Yeah. That once you are, once you are playing when there's light, it means you are wasting your life. <laughs> that, that literally is, like, when there's light, don't waste light, like... <laughs> You have to like sit down there. I sit down there for hours. Okay, they brought lights in. The, they bring lights in the midnight. Yeah. It means you have to sit down there for hours. Sleep by six a.m. When there's no light. You understand? Like do anything you want to do. Maybe you practice any other thing when there's no light. But make sure you are not wasting light. So that's like my own. You just try to like arrange all those things. And I, I don't know how it turned out, but I, I felt like yeah. I mean, look at shit now. She worked out somehow. Do you, like, feel, I, do you feel like? That drive to be better. Do you think it's internal? Do you think you can't work on it? Because that thought has it has crossed my mind once or twice. People can't learn it. That, I think that I talked about this with motivation, and because I I talked about something about motivation in one with one of my guests. So I was like, because if you, if you think about um, uh, people, like people want what's best for them, why why can't they go get it? Yes. Why can't why can't they go get it? What's stopping them? I want what's best for me. Why can't I go get it? Motivation. People don't have the same motivation level. For me, I I have because when I know I must do something, I know I have to do something. I don't mind sitting there for hours, going through a series of hunger and sleepless nights to just get what I want. I don't mind. Or like people can't. I mean. This life now, one. I know to kill myself. You get that? That's a people's mentality. Oh. Anybody will go make them, go make them, you know, you, you get that kind of thing. And there are also some people who would say, Oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. So they are gingered in this moment. Then one week after, how far 
Okay. Stuff that you're Those guys are really intense people. I I'm think they So I'm an intense person. People are. I'm in, not a consistent person. Yeah. So I know consistent people who would do something like on a daily basis on the So still reading, for example, my cousin or my nephew, he's a consistent person. He's the type of person that will get home eight o'clock and will start reading. 10 p.m. and would not stop until two every day for one year. Me, on the other hand, can't do shit like that. Although I feel if it were me, I I would do it, but like maybe I might have days off. I could do something. I I go because I I, I I'm not a schedule person. I can't. I do I don't like schedules. I can't do that. I like to live life. Oh, I I've tried doing to do this. Do you know what I, I would rather do? I'd rather wake up one morning. I feel like, ah, oh, the sun is bright, it's a beautiful day, let me read the entire day. So rather than do 10 to 2 a.m., I'll start at 10 a.m. in the morning, and I won't stop until, say, 2 in the night. So that's the kind of person I am. And I'll do that today, I won't do it for three days, I'll do it the next day, I won't do it for three days, I'll do it the next day. So I'm an intense person, but it doesn't stop me from getting it done. So some people, they're intense. For short periods of time. Oh, I'm going to do this. You start at 10 a.m., you stop at 11.15 and you go away. Although, I, I, you, you might not really know because though you feel you might be intense, what if you try to break up that time small, like just one hour, 30 minutes? I can't do it. And see if you can. I can't do it. I want to do more. So if I read for one hour, I'm like, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like, motivation is still there. What the fuck are you still doing? Yeah. Why can't you keep on working? And, and again, I'm this kind of person where if I reach a milestone in something, mm-hmm. I just feel like I deserve, I slack. That's why I'm, I'm not big on goals. I hate goals because goals make me slack. If I have a goal and I reach a milestone, I would, I would like just chill for a bit before uh-huh. I, because I have this small sense of winning. If I feel like I've won, done something, like you, you get, done. I now like, oh, let me take that moment to chill. And yes. then I now destroy the whole structure of what I was doing. That's why I'm not a goal person. I hate, goal, I hate setting goals for myself. So that's because you have small goals. What me I tend to do is, Pisayo, let's finish this chapter today. <laughs> and this chapter might be 70 pages <laughs> of intense work to do. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I wouldn't stop until I. Same way with gigs. Most of my gigs I finish overnight. Cause at eleven o'clock or at twelve PM, I'll drink two cans of monster and I'll tell you, okay, let's start. This is how I fool myself. Tyler, let's start. And once I start, I'll be telling myself, besides, you can't stop until you're done. You just can't stop until if if it's ten o'clock, if it's six AM, if it's five AM, I don't give a shit. Can't stop. You're done. And that's how I keep going. Then I look at the time. I'm spending that night. And I'm not still done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, do, do you feel like so far is short now? Because I, most times, like, I, 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 sometimes I feel like nights aren't even long enough anymore. Like, just you wake up, you, you're, you're walking. walking. Yeah, you're walking just especially now. Six. Just look, look around like it's 6 a.m. Fuck, when the time go to? So I, I feel like, um, although, 
Although I might not understand that, but then it's just like you get lost when you're enjoying what definitely, you're doing. Definitely, definitely. And but, that's another thing. You have to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, but... You have to enjoy what you're doing. That means a lot of people who might not enjoy some of the things I've introduced them to. Exactly. They have not... That is another but, perspective. But, 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 that's but, another perspective. I know, I know. I know that because now you have to like explore and exploit. And it's, but, it's, very, it's very weird when you try to fix that problem and tell your friend, oh, what do you like? And the person is like, oh, I need money. Anything yeah, that yeah. gives me money, yeah, I yeah. want Exactly, do. exactly, exactly. This mentality of waiting, they turn money in Nigerian youth. Yes. Like, they want like, okay, so far is The father's money. But, you know, I'm this kind of person like, even if it's money, I know I will not enjoy doing this thing. If I can do it, I'll do it. But like, I mean, if I not have high energy or I feel like it's not my thing, I will not like involve myself. Look at my all my guys are they doing like trading, um trading um mm. Bitcoin and forex all this thing. But like, I I'm not that kind of person who wants to sit down. I have I have the capital to to trade, but like I don't want to like sit down and be doing. It's not my thing. I don't want to do it. I don't have. I don't enjoy. Yes. I tried, I tried starting it, but like I don't want to do this thing. I I can sit down to solve problems. I like to think. Like think through problems. That's how I do my own things. I, I that's the kind of things that make me excited. I, I don't see, want to be looking at charts. I seriously think if people focus on the things they love. I have a friend who would do well if he started a sports podcast. Because that's that's his element. Mm-hmm. You'd see him talking about sports and you'd be like, Okay, this guy knows the fuck about what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He understands what he's saying. But you tell I tell him to start a podcast and he's like <laughs> It won't bring me money. Mm. But in the end, it's what you love that will bring you money. Yeah. I feel... It, 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 not necessarily... If what, what you love will not necessarily bring what you money. What you love would Because if, you. if you still don't know how to put it in front of people... What you love? Because people, people feel like if I make it, then they will listen. Or give if me, I make give it, me they will come. Give, give me something that... Well, what you love and what you... If you're good at what you love, well, if, if you're not a shit, if you're not shit, so if you like okay. drawing, for example, and you sit at drawing, okay. you probably won't make money. That, that, that is a long term, though. Okay, currently now, in my own, let me tell you how I work. I love AI, I love machine learning. Yes, I've only gotten how many gigs for AI and machine learning stuff. Although that's what I love. I, I keep learning about it every day. How I, good I want are to you? improve myself. How good are you? On a global scale, how good are you? <laughs> On a global scale, 1 to 10, how good are you? On a global scale, I think I would be I would be mid, a mid-level developer by now. Or because no, I know I'm I was... Saying, I'm saying on a scale of 1 to 10, but that's a global scale. On a scale of you? 1 to 10. Yes. As a machine learning engineer. Yes. Do, do machine learning engineering shit. I don't want to hype myself, but I'll probably just say five because I, that's why I want to put myself. I'll, I'll say a big three. <laughs> <laughs> maybe how good I Maybe you know, I, I guess. Imagine, like, I guess. But the group of there's yeah. probably one Asian guy. Yeah, exactly. Way, way the Asians. Yeah, those, the Asians are crazy. But what, what was I talking about before you brought up? Okay. I was talking about how, how, uh, like, I, 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 I make this, like, yes. I don't, I don't enjoy doing like, What brings you money? I can't do it. People look like, like, it's easier to speak to me. And you can make a lot of money doing that, but like, it's not what gives me vibe. I don't want to sit down all my life. Okay, so, learning, did learning machine learning, did it help you improve your website designing skills or 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still all programming, so I still you can still become a better programmer by being. So hence my point, because you loved ML, you started programming. Because you started programming, you got this website game. Well, I guess I started making websites even before I started into even before AI. you enjoyed programming. I started making websites. Is it before I enjoyed know? programming? I did not know I would be making websites. Uh-huh. I just enjoyed just programming. Enjoyed programming. Uh-huh. Okay, websites was my it's first just one tiny part of it, and yeah. it brings. But now let's explore the Asian and the Russian. You want to be racist now? I feel. No, I feel that I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to be racist. <laughs> I feel but, like this is the dude. What fuck? Before before we go into this, there's this um poem that Alex Friedman read on Joe Rogan's podcast. Keep, um, my my son. It's my son. Yeah, is it my son? Yeah, um, Kipling. Kipling is by Kipling. Yeah. Yes. Is that Kipling? The Russian. Yeah. But he was talking, it was a letter to his son. That was If. It's called If. Yes. If. if that is uh, for, for his grandmother. When his yeah. grandmother died. So. It was, it was beautiful. Now, if I want to talk about the Russians and Asians, now competing at a global scale with them, yeah, I'll put myself. <laughs> you put yourself at a strong three. Or two. <laughs> or two. Sorry, because, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Okay, now, um, I, I was competing one. Um, AI this day we're teaching we're 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 basic what commission is basically developing RL algorithms for people I mean like reinforcement learning. RL algorithms that would learn how to play Minecraft. Minecraft I don't know everybody should know Minecraft. Minecraft is you a game. Go, you collect stuff. Yeah, you collect stuff. So how could you teach a computer to play Minecraft? I think dude, I've seen that again. Dude, dude. See the Asians and they just teamed up into one some guys in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Asian guys. I I was twelve or thirty thirty something leaderboard was thirty and I was twelve. So people are just submitting. <laughs> Wait, leaderboard was thirty and you were twelve. Thirty something. Okay. Like thirty something. I was twelve, but oh, like that's, that's I still had like Russians and and Asians to beat. I like I gave up because I didn't want to improve because I just felt there's no amount of effort that I want to put this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad for giving up because I now later went down to like fifteen. Yeah. Again, out there now, more people now, something like 38 or something. But, though, it's not a big deal. But I still feel like, how do we invite, like, going on in the future, like Nigeria, Africa wide? So, let me tell you the type of education you would need to build. You need to build a mass market type education. And that's market for the child of the market woman on the street. That's a startup for the child of. A cobbler on the street. That's market for someone that is hawking on the street. How do you teach them? How do you put them in schools? Now, the problem is why you talk about how when you put them in schools is how do you make them stay in schools? That's a government. That's it's only the government that can do that. There's no startup you can build. Well, I'm challenging every Nigerian that is listening. Because this this is this is an important problem. It's one of the biggest problems. If we are being honest, it is the biggest problem. If we could educate people, we then we, we, are, we, we now, because look at the, some of the enlightenment that I don't think it's going to happen. Like, Nigerian has not had any enlightenment. I don't think it's going to happen. the enlightenment that happened in France, throughout Europe and France then. Like, people now try to critique things and say, now we, we've not had any, I know people would think that, okay, what we are do, what we have now, because people are saying, 
things on Twitter that is like, but we don't have enlightenment on a massive scale at most all. Nigerians do. I heard it from someone, so I'm saying it. Most people don't think in Nigeria, to be very honest. Most people don't have thoughts like, oh, I've thought this thing through and I can talk about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Most people know that, oh, this is what this person said, so I can give you back Shufa knowledge. I've heard this person talk so much, so I can say the same thing to you. Yeah. However, what have you sat down to critically think about and express your own first-hand thoughts about? Mm, Not very much. That that's a big problem in itself because I mean look at because when we had like the French Enlightenment I, I don't know I'm French that look one of the best philosophers that has given us good ideas like Foucault like Descartes like look at these guys they were from French they had Enlightenment how could we create people that think so like what's this what's the startup that teaches the woman on the street or how to train her child. Or what's the what's the start of that? Okay, she, she, okay. the child okay. of a woman that is selling stuff on the street. Okay, let's start like this. Let's say let's say we've lost it for old generation. Let's Obviously, just say we've that's lost what, it. Let's let's say give up on them. I'm starting. Give up on them. I'm starting with the young now. Let's people. take children. Yes. How would you teach the children? We can put them in schools. How? Now we now have to structure education system in a way where we don't encourage people to just cram. And so fall. this this is the we're already moving to another stage. Before getting into schools, how would you get children on the streets to schools? Free education. Think about the startup. That's a government thing. Government will do shit for you. Okay, now, okay. Okay, if we say we want to operate on a startup level. What's that startup? Now, this imagine is, imagine if I imagine, up on ima- imagine if I was altruistic enough. Yes. I have funding. Yes. Imagine I have. Say Bill Gates wants to do yes. it. Well, Imagine I'm Bill Gates. I'm Bill Gates. Gates. No, Gates. Say Bill Gates now, has money. Yes, Bill Gates has money and he wants to do it now. Good because he has money, he can wait long term. How would he do it? Now, long term investment is that I can build schools, do anything I want, put the best teachers there with my money. Yes. I'm not here making profit. Yes. With my money, this is long term. Yes. Now, more people getting educated. More people getting skills. Ah, more people getting enlightened. Yeah, this is in just, the long term. No, 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 could, no, no, no. Like, do you know Lambda School? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is just building schools. You haven't gotten the girl on the street who is hawking money to get her family food to leave that hawking post and go to school. That's another problem. You have built schools, Abi. Mm-hmm. How do you get people who hawk to survive to go to school rather than hawk? You give them money, right? No. <laughs> Poverty is a problem. Now, I, 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 now look, look at us now. We are, we are saying we are trying to brainstorm how, how to build heal education. But everything is linked back to poverty. You say you want to solve poverty. How can, how can we solve poverty? This I, is the main reason why I've given up on a country. Like, we can't solve. Wow. Well, this is a big problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we had, if we had like grand, like just the way this mm-hmm. white, the whites, they just put up big cash prize for people to brainstorm and bring out ideas, like a prize, like a, like a big um, prize for this, like come up with ideas, we'll give you prizes. How do we solve poverty? How, like efficient ways we solve the issue problems? The SDG thing that they're doing. Yeah, they put up SDG goals, and if you're trying to solve the SDG goals, you get props for that. But 
in Nigeria, there's so many poor people that can't afford to go to school. They can't afford it, not in the sense of money to pay school fees, but in the sense of giving up time to go to school rather than trying to do something that will give you food for that day. So rather than trying to make money that day, you go to school. They can't, the opportunity cost of going to school is too much because after you go to school, when you get back home, it's either you won't have eaten or your family won't have eaten. So say, for example, they're giving free food in school. Okay, go to school, they're giving free food. There are some kids that still hawk to make money for the family. So if the child doesn't go out to hawk, her family would not eat. So how do you solve that problem? No, we started with education. We started with education. So from education, we have now... Now, Mupa, because, because what, what I believe in is that there is a base problem. <laughs> you get... Yeah. Once you say there's a problem, you, you, if you don't solve the base problem, then you've you not solved solve the problem. Now, yes. we've landed at the base problem. Now, we don't even know whether if poverty is the base problem. What is causing poverty? If something is causing poverty, that means poverty is not the base problem. Now, we could say tiffin politicians and corruption. So, I, I think the only way to solve Nigeria's problem is with the government. And since our government wouldn't do anything, we are fucked. So, I used to blame nature. Because the probability of you ending up in Nigeria is like 1 over 1 and I'm one and 190 something. Yeah. So, very slim. Look at it. I'm here. <laughs> you chose the fucking like, shortest. Like, like, so the whoever, shortest straw. <laughs> whoever is controlling this simulation, roll the dice. Like, roll dice and brought me here. fucking like, possible like, state. <laughs> Nigeria is like top. The last four or five countries that you could be. They are, they are, my, they are like just four countries that are worse than Nigeria and the entire world. The shit. I went to Ghana recently for my exam and I drove mm. through Bene. And it looked good from outside. So when we're driving through Bene, there's just this one giant road that leads from this border to the other border. And the road was perfect. No pothole. One or two potholes. I mean, the road was perfect. And I was like, hey. Yeah? Benne. That was the first time I was seeing Benne. I was like, ah, this is good. Then we went to the hinterlands and there were farms where you could see proper farming techniques. Mm. Just by looking at it, you'd be like, oh, these people know what the fuck they're doing. Mm. You could see properly demarcated lands, you could see proper irrigation systems. I was like, oh, maybe there's hope in Benne, even if there's no hope in Nigeria. Mm. Then I drove, pa- drove past. Then when I was coming, I was driving again. And I was like, oh, apart from this main road, let me look at the adjacent roads and see how good they are. Not one was good. Not one. So it was like PR. That, <laughs> that good one road that connected yeah. one end to the, end, or the other. Yeah. It was like good PR. Yeah. So if you're just passing through it once, you're like, ah, this yeah. thing makes sense because you wouldn't take note of the adjacent roads. But once I came back, I was looking at it and I was like, 
this is actual shit though. So let's discount this one good road that you have. What other things are in this country? And there wasn't much. No. I think what well, you are talking now, this just brings me because while I was saying this thing this afternoon, you were laughing. Uh, you, this just brings me to why I said I, I saw today. I saw people, actual people building, like people had these um, wood houses in the sea. People, uh, even apart from those guys that are living in the sea, they are really, putting like racks on the distance just so that for movement. I saw, like, I, I thought I've seen a ghetto before. Like, this was like ghetto. <laughs> like, I was, I wanted to ask my driver if people, I was like, I wanted to like, boss, do people actually live here? Fuck yeah, like, be, like, it was like a slum. I, a I don't know if I, slum. like, why, how would, how would it be for, like, do they have lights? That's the only do they thing. have water? That's the only thing they know. Think about it from that angle. They've grown up your entire life in that piece of shit. You don't know anything else. You don't know there's somewhere like here. Well, you've heard about it. You've heard stories about it. <laughs> you've heard stories about it. So if you, if you grew up there and all your life, that's where you have been going, going, you have been sleeping in that piece of shit, waking up in that piece of shit. You don't know anything better. You don't know there's a room and apartment in Yaba that is fancy. You don't know all those things. That's, that's the only thing, you know. To think about it from that perspective, people are so poor that they can't, they can't think of a better way to live. And thinking is even useless because, okay, after we've thought about it, what would you do about it? Would you pack your bag and I go think, and I there? think when we, people like us, we are thinking, I think it's just like a privilege. That you have the privilege to say you are thinking. Definitely. Giant, giant, giant privilege. It's, so, another thing is, have you gone through Sam Harris's waking up? You haven't gone through Sam Harris's waking up podcast. Like I, I, only a few of them because I, I only, I only go. Through, I've gone through the introductory course and some other conversations. So there's this thought experiment that they carried out, where they told you to think about an ideal place. So what's an ideal place for you? Everybody's happy, right? Yeah. Everybody's happy. There are games. There's fun, there's music, there's sex if you want, there's drugs if you want, anything that makes you happy. Do all that, but there's a catch. The catch is, amidst all this happiness, in one dirty, stinking, slimy room, there's a small child who is suffering. Who has sores on their body, who doesn't eat anything more than one dirty, soggy meal just to keep him alive. Just one child. That is the cost of everybody's happiness. Without that child, nobody would know the meaning of happiness because there's nothing to compare it with. So that child is the only. It's the only bad thing with your ideal city. And everybody in that city knows about the child. It's not that it's a secret. When you're growing up, maybe when you're four or five, you'll go and look at the child. But you can't help. You can only see the child. 
would you help the child? Definitely. You would have the urge to help. Because if I, 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 I always help people if I feel like it, it won't take anything from me at all to help. So Definitely. Uh, that was because maybe I would say I'm partly altruistic in nature, I guess. Alright. So you would help the child? I would. Definitely. So there are millions of people suffering in Nigeria. How many have you helped? I mean, I've helped people no. gain skills. No, I'm saying millions of people like, like literally suffering. give them money. No, I'm saying suffering, suffering. How have you helped people that are suffering, suffering? Like people, well, I've not done any kind of outreach. That all around you, you know yeah. that, right? Yeah. I've not done any kind of outreach, but like, if someone begs me for money, I'll say, okay, yes, it could take. But like, I've not like, say, okay, I want to like, this is one going out to do full time. Let me do an outreach. But, but in that uh, ideal city, you, you didn't hesitate before you said yes. Oh, that, I think that was because, that was because I felt more connected to that one person. Apart from that, I felt I've solved the problem. Since he's the only person, then I've solved the problem. But if I give you bread today as a poor suffering person, yeah. there are millions of suffering people. I can't even help change your life to the extent where you might, like, you might feel like you're satisfied. So I've not solved any problem. I've only helped you for a time being. Let's go back to that thought experiment. I think Sam Harris was trying to do something else about how people live and forget about people that are suffering around them. Yeah. But me, I thought about it from another perspective. Without that child, say for example, you went and you helped that child mm -hmm. and the child was as happy as every other person in that city. Yeah. Then in that very moment, nobody is happy. Right. Because nobody knows what it is to be sad. Exactly. Yeah. When you think about it now, it makes total sense. <laughs> yes. If there was no sadness, then there, that means there's kind of happiness. There's, if there, if, because it exists because of the binary. Yes. So if there was no binary, then I actually does, then you can forget about any kind of state. Yes. It means you're just there. Yes. You're just existing. Yes. So then, how would you now? Relates to someone's suffering. So, would you still help the child if now, that now, takes away the now, now, it depends on if I have, if I grew up in that setting and I don't know what suffering is. No, I don't no, have no, a memory no. of it. And you saw the child, and that child is the only explanation of suffering. But if I you have, I'm, I'm saying, that, okay, now, now, I understand. If you help the child, everybody would forget about that child's suffering mm. and there wouldn't be anything like suffering. Yeah. And by definition, there wouldn't be anything like happiness. Yeah. Would you still do it? I, I thought about a problem with that me now because if, if I, because I, I, the problem is from what I replied to you. I said I will help. I might not necessarily help because years and years of the social conditioning on that place of seeing we need that guy. They could even say is the just like what Yuval Harari was trying to say in Sapiens is like the stinking impure person. Yeah, you don't need to go near him. Yes, like okay, nobody has is done this. this no, like my 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 ancestors never bothered to help this kid. Help so this why kid. should I? Exactly. But you were so quick to say yes, though. I, maybe I didn't think it through. 
but 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 I just I just because saying yes is like problematic because you, you then you 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 just like, okay maybe because I have a memory of being good or just but if my forefathers and if we grew up we, we knew that nobody ever helped that person then why would I you want think to? of that child as his stingy child yes I like thought experiments like that. Yeah. When I heard it, I was like, "No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't help a child." When I th- when I first thought about it, my first reaction was, "No," and my explanation was, "If I help the child in that moment, nobody would know the meaning of suffering, and therefore, you wouldn't appreciate your happiness." Exactly. Yeah. So that takes away from everybody and adds to just one person. Yeah. Now, all the things I, I I want us to talk about. Yeah, yeah I'm. I, I think I'm off Twitter. With the real thing that they're doing now is, I have a hard oh. time. Oh, you have reels. I I don't use Twitter for mobile. I ah, never. I don't. Shit. I don't install Twitter on my phone. Yeah, I just did. I just I just like use it on my web browser. Log out when I'm done. Yeah. That. I just because when you are lying down on the bed, you don't have the impulse <laughs> to because scrolling, scrolling yes, because I, I I found that scrolling gives me headache. Scrolling is one thing. Scrolling just have you watched stories on IG? That shit never ends. I I don't even do that because oh now okay now I'm back on IG. God. I was not on IG. Now I'm back on IG. I'm just trying to push dumb content and see if I could oh gain the following. Oh my god! I open my IG. And the first thing I do is instinctively, instinctively click on the story. Why? And I don't stop. Is, I don't. <laughs> monkey see I don't monkey like. Do. I never click on stories except for people who I just feel okay. One or two people who oh, I know. Shit. Oh, I know personally. For me, it's monkey see, monkey do. I haven't used IG in a long while, but I recently downloaded it after my exam, and the first thing I did was to click on a story, and that took. Two hours of <laughs> you just click on it and that's the end of your next two hours because it never stops. I I just have this thing in my brain. I just have this thing in my brain telling me I'm wasting time. So Obviously. if I tell myself because I I probably I that's why I leave tabs open just so I could know I have shit to do. Sometimes you forget yourself. Sometimes you're lying in your bed. It's, it's so yeah, exactly. It's it's it to just it's so comfortable. And though I know that most times when I lie on my bed, scroll it's just because I lack energy to walk. And you scroll, and from UFC, it goes to Real Madrid, and Madrid go to something you like, and it just keeps on keeps on going and keeps on going. And you know that these people have done their work. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have they have done their work to keep you on the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the story is finished. And, you you have that feeling that okay, let me log out, but you haven't even done what you came here to do. Yeah, I I think that that's why I now say that we are no longer the app is no longer the product. You are the product. Yeah, definitely. You are now the Especially product. Especially when you're anything you're paying because for, you're using for free. Yeah, definitely. Because you are you are they know what you like now. They as you, like. as, you, as, you, as they keep you hooked, they now know what you like. They now know what to push to you. Yeah, definitely. They know what they can't. But I think to what I was going for when I said Twitter was like. The culture, the, what, the culture what, and the conversations are what, happening. What dragged me to that IG thing was because of the reels. Yeah. When Twitter didn't have reels, I was, I was having problems staying off Twitter, and now that it has reels, definitely going yeah. be a problem. For me. So maybe I'll do what you do and just stick like, to work. Because yo, I, I mean, I, 
Twitter is addictive because it's addictive in the sense that you want to see. I don't know. Maybe it's just for me. I just like to see what people are saying. Also, their thoughts. What, what is the conversation that's happening presently? I think the, where we saw the beauty of Twitter was doing so, this and yeah. such thing. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it made me think about how our parents were fed information. Yes. Because the only thing they had was local newspaper. media and newspaper. And we have clearly seen that all those things are biased. So, you know, now, another thing I, I, I thought about is because during answers, I, 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 because when we look at Twitter, I used to mock my parents for liking news. Yes. So I now see, That's I now say that we, I'm, not, I'm not any different from them. We are not different from them because yes. they just wanted to be up to date. Yeah. That's the same thing That's we are on Twitter for. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's just that it's a more easier medium and... A less corrupt medium. Yes, yeah, it's just, we, we, I, so what is, there's this human thing of wanting to be up to date, wanting to know, yes. wanting to have information. Yes. It's the same, but that was the only medium they have. Yes. News and newspapers. And newspapers yes, yes, yes. So, so I, 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 that, that thought just came to me that I'm not any different from them who just wanted to know why would I sit down one hour and listen to, to, to network news by 9 p.m.? <laughs> like, I felt that was dumb. <laughs> like, now I'm like, okay, now I'm scrolling through Twitter. And it's literally the same thing. Yes. Well, not really, literally, but. It's almost the same thing. But I, I think now because I'm I'm interested in like how we would how we would go forward. Maybe Twitter NG. No no not just Twitter NG, like broadly Twitter, like cancel culture and I think some of the conversations that are happening. I think one thing I hate about the evolution of Twitter is how everybody is now short fused. Any small thing is upsetting. Every every small yeah. thing is an insult. Every yeah, small yeah. thing is an aggressive microaggression. microaggression. Like because like when we now look at it, if you are worried about micro, like what how about macroaggressions? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like 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 that's is something it, you could do. We, you man up. Like and, like wait wait. We are now worried about microaggressions. Like seriously, when Twitter started, it was a fucking war zone. <laughs> yeah, it was a war zone because. I one of the earliest memories of Twitter I have is going to see tweet fight, going to watch tweet fight, and it was fun. Now that I say it, it looks like oh, I went to this Twitter, I was watching tweet fight, and I enjoyed it. But the fact that everybody could come out and say exactly what they wanted yeah, yeah. to say, and the fact that if you said shit, someone would check you, it made it fun. This person is clearly saying something shit. Someone will check the person. Yeah, yeah. And the person will not check it like, excuse me, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm. person will come out and straight out, he'll straight out drag you yeah. and say you're you saying shit. And that evolved from checking people to everybody checking themselves. Yeah. To everybody now being an activist. Everybody now pushing one propaganda or yeah. the other. And now it's just fucking ridiculous. That's why I, that's why most people now I don't I I I now browse Twitter um, Twitter trim list I just follow a limited of amount people. of people yeah and I have lists of people I want to follow I mean people of, I I just maybe when I'm interested in seeing what's happening in that space yeah I I click that list just for because everybody wants to just push something to you and I I don't want to be hooked on that thing I, I want to be I want to feel like I'm in control I, I like having control I think people pushing propaganda is a fundamental thing of life. Because people are self self absorbed, 
Well, innately, everybody's selfish. So to an extent, everyone is self-absorbed. And that will make you have a story to tell or a propaganda to push. Mm. And depending on your will, you're going to push it. Not even depending on your will. Everybody is going to push a certain propaganda because they have some self-interest or the other that is related to this propaganda. Mm. And since everybody has self-interest, they should have propagandas. Yeah, and that relates to everything, any kind of alliance on Twitter or any kind of thing that, even if for the good cause. Yeah, I think, because, it's, not, I think it's just normal. Because when I think about people now, like now, let me talk about oppression. Oppression, like people who talk about oppression on Twitter. Yeah. When you think of even in societal view, like oppression on a broad scale now, women, gay, straight, you know, Yes. Like um, black people at color, all this racism, all this kind of oppression. Now, when we talk yeah, about yes. oppression in the broad scale, and people who fight for oppression, people who make money from fighting for oppression, <laughs> do you think they want oppression to end? Because I make money from fighting for oppression. Do you think I want oppression? Like, do I will bring, I will manufacture problems wherever they are so that I could make money. So I try to rationalize this that that's why most things don't even trigger me these days I like when I see people even though I know you are fighting for a good cause I know you still have there's something a, there's an agenda somewhere. yes there's an agenda you are trying to push so that because you are trying to manufacture problems that that on the grand scheme of things so they the, don't really matter the, the tricky part is some of those problems are actually legit that's the tricky part that regardless of someone fighting to end oppression mm. and benefiting from it there's actually the problem of oppression that needs yeah, to be Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's and where it gets mixed up. Oh, I want to fight oppression. Oh, another person is making money from it. Oh, yeah. can I make money from it? Oh, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your activists these days are rich. I mean, when you look at history, <laughs> when, you, when you look at history, some of our true altruistic... Like, altruistic. Your activists are rich on Twitter. How many? W- no, like I don't want to mention names here, but I mean, mention fucking names. Your your activists these days are mention names. They are making money off what they are doing. I'm not going to be forced to mention, but look at people like um, Gandhi. Yes. Who we read about who truly, who you know, truly were activists you know and changed a, things. You know, Gandhi was a shit person. Yeah, you know, and, he was a racist. How? I, I never knew that. I, was that in his biography? Yeah, so there are rumors that he was racist. He was racist to black people, I guess. Oh, well, Gandhi himself was black. Yeah. That's, so how... No, I don't know. Even um, people like uh, my guy, Martin Jr. I'm, I'm not sure, but we should check that. Yeah. It, because I don't want to make any generalizations. Yeah, but I think there's one giant flaw about Gandhi. Yeah. I think it's racism that's a giant flaw. Oh. Well, people have flaws, though. That I can't... Obviously. I, that's why I, Obviously. I feel like um, we couldn't... That's why I feel Obviously. like the council culture might not be... Might not be efficient. So, see, see Alex Jones, for example. Yeah. Him being canceled is useless. You know, it's not useless. It's stupid. Because some of what this guy says is extreme. A lot of things he says are extreme. But in the end, he says some things that are actual truth. Like, 100% the truth. And when you cancel someone completely, you cancel everything. Plus the truth, plus the 
propaganda. Did you just deplatform that guy? They did. But he has a website now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a website. I haven't been. Because I don't want but to. Why I feel like people like Alex Jones, why I like people like them is that they have this child's mind of, of because the of kind of things we used to, not only so, like the things we used to talk about, like just wild things. When you hear Alex Jones, it's like a child talking. Child just like manufacturing thoughts and imagine like he's manufacturing imaginations of things that could happen or like if you see him analyze some things, like it's just like a child talking about some intergalactic this 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 talking about how they went for this and how I think everybody's voice is important enough to be heard. Yeah. Regardless of what you stand. And and this is my own problem because if you are as an activist are fighting for people who are unheard. And you're not trying to make people unheard. Yeah, because you are basically, <laughs> you are, you are, you are, you are basically trying to like deplatform people, hate on people. Because you are saying we should not hate people. You are saying we should not devoice people. But this is what you are doing. Okay, let's, let's go to another, another thing. So completely out of the topic we're mm. speaking about, there is a recent problem that I'm having. A number of friends of mine invested in a fund so because they trusted the guy who was managing the fund most of them put money without without asking and there's this group chat that everybody's in and the guy is in the group chat and there's this sub group chat for only the people who invested so apparently something is wrong nobody knows where their money is they ask on this subgroup and they are getting bullshitted. Nobody's giving them the real answer. So a lot of people are upset on this subgroup. And an easy way to escalate is to bring it to the main group mm. and say, oh, nobody should put their money in that shit because we tried it and mm. they're giving us shit now. And I have spoken. No, I think that that's the regular, that's the, proper thing to do yeah, yeah, sure, sure. to escalate it let everybody sure, see sure. that this thing is shit because a new person might want to join and will just go straight into the fund and I think that's the normal thing to do so I ask people in the fund that oh okay oh, what are you doing about it and they don't say anything oh I put a couple of money I invested for some months after that they were giving us bullshit so I just said I'm not more doing it again I just said I'm no longer doing it again. I told the first person, second person, third person. I just said I'm not no longer doing it again. What about the money you invested before? Mm. I've left it for him, Jairis. No. You guys claim to be finance people. You guys should be accounting. You guys are accountants. Mm. You guys are letting someone not be accountable for mm. your own money. It was crazy for me, from my perspective. No finance person should allow that to happen. But I asked all of the, well, I asked five people in the group, and they all said, Oh, I've left it for him, I've forgotten about it. I've left it for him, I've forgotten about it. And it brings me to Nigerians not escalating things. And I don't want to just say escalating. Right. Not being able to stand up and fight. So we say that we are Sorosuke generation, generation, but if it comes to only you standing up and saying, oh, this shit is wrong, 
most Nigerian youth would shy away from it. Yeah. In in that context, for them, I would say is they were ashamed of themselves, and maybe they had some pride that they didn't want to. Just like the way you tackled them, is yeah. that being ashamed and being they don't want that pride of them being people who were thought to be this kind of people, so that they people now start like, oh, so you two could get scammed. I so, think it's so, that kind so of the pride. Thing is, the person that scammed them, and I'm saying scammed with apostrophe, mm. the person that scammed them is one that is the creator. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't really scam because yeah. they might listen to this. Yeah. It's just like a mismanagement. No, yeah. it's not even mismanagement. It's that nobody is telling them what is wrong with their money. Yeah. And nobody wants to talk about where the money or what is happening to the money. And everybody's just broke. I'm like, bro, if I put, even if I put 5,000 there, and we are claiming to be finance people, and we are claiming to be all good. The foundation of finance is accounting. You should be accountable for everything that comes in. And yeah. Please, where is that accountability now? Everybody is broke. And that is one of the reasons why I've given it on Nigeria. Regardless of how many people would stand up, when someone has already stood up, there are very few people that would stand up for themselves when nobody is standing up first. Now, first of all, that my 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 own thought of prime my work, but like now in the, in the broad sense of like what you were saying about nobody standing up, like standing up for themselves, yes, where nobody has stood up for them. Yeah, I think it's because. It's just this sense of weakness that people have. Just this sense. I, I think it's a general thing, not like in Nigeria. Like, if I felt like I was champ. Now, I, I know people who have championed a one-man cause and they won. But, like, it's not, it's not like an everyday thing where someone will stand up and champion a one-man cause and he, and he win. So people just feel like, oh, look at the. It's just like, it's just like a war mentality. No, I think war mentality if I'm going against so many people. I think people are not aggressive enough. I think people like status quo too much. So you like everything to be peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. But sometimes you need to escalate shit. Yeah, I, yeah, that's interesting. Because when I think about who are brought real change, especially people in yeah. any kind of community, yeah. like yeah. in the they, feminism they community or the, or the gay community, how they've progressed. So people who gave, people who gave tough time. None of them were gentle. Why do you want yes. to be gentle? Except Gandhi. Gandhi was pretty. <laughs> Gandhi and Gandhi, Gandhi and um, Martin Luther. They believed in Martin Luther was in being friends. It wasn't a peaceful person. But but they believed in doing things like in an ordered way. Yes, without hurting other people. Yes. Mm. But I feel like some people who have brought true revolution. Why am I saying true revolution? Because I think just the, the examples of true of big revolutions, maybe like in the feminism movement, the um, gay rights and the um, trans oh, rights. Fidel Castro and Ernesto Che. What is in Cuba? Cuba, I in Cuba revolution. Yeah, I, a real-time rebel who fought for their country, who legit fought for their country. Now, I, I would hit them in saying that from the bit of Cuba history I knew, I knew that it was not really good. It, didn't end it was well. just 
didn't just, end well doesn't mean it wasn't good for the country in general. Yeah. Now they are taking them criminals, giving asylum to criminals. Before they were giving out criminals to America. <laughs> I, I see people who I want dead. <laughs> what? It's as a, as, um, this, this woman from the Black, Black Panther movement as the, the, like, the early Black Panther movement. Asata Ash, Shakur, she's like the one of the women who have made top 10 FBI. You want her dead? Not like maybe I want, but like she committed a huge crime. What? She killed a police officer. She deserves to pay for that crime. She committed a crime. Yeah, she not only killed one, I think she killed more than one person. That's why she's in the top 10. She made, Currently. she's she's one of the women who have made that list. Currently. Asata Shakur. Um, yeah, Asata Shakur. Oh. She was in the Black Panther. Well, the Black Panther movement was really full of violence. I do. I don't think people should be afraid of violence. People are too afraid mm. of violence. That's a bad thing to a certain extent. Huh. So, we, we were talking about something recently. Yes. Okay, you were giving an analogy of how people don't stand up for themselves in first. Yes. They have to wait. They have to wait for other people to but I think that was just a base woman thing. I mean, I, I I was ashamed. I was largely ashamed of a number of people in that scenario. Ashamed because sometimes you give respect to people up to a point where it doesn't make sense. Mm. So you respect this guy a lot up to the point that something is not right and you know that something is not right. But yeah. you can't speak because of that respect. Yeah. So that's that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something. It's it's an inherent. No, it's not inherent. It's like from socialization. How we are brought up. Not to fuck up. How? Yes, because I'm trying to. Because now when I look at my relationship with my younger brother, yeah. I'm trying to create that space where if I'm wrong, yes, point it out. Can. Yes, you could point it out to me. Don't allow me. I, I ask him for his advice and certain things. I, I like to talk to children, like make them feel they're important. It's one of, I think that's how, because when you, when you feel treat people as they're not important, they you have Yes. Yes. So the Nigerian, the Nigerian culture teaches children to shut up. Yeah, to show them, like, I, I know I grew up like that. Yes, definitely. People, like, as a child who had opinions. Yes. I have opinions, you like, what do you think you know, Keep Seth? Quiet. Go and sit down. Go and sit down. Yes, but, like, I want to hear what you have to say. Tell me. I could do you, critique. Do you what think you have you're to, going to raise your child any different? Think about, I, I've thought about, about, I've thought about my see. relationship with my younger brother. I feel this is the same. I, I feel like I'm even a father. I, yeah, I, yeah, because yeah. he's the only person that talks. He talks to me. He calls me on the phone and tells me that there, there's nobody to talk to at home. There are like, how many people at home to talk to? Like five people. You have five people to talk to at home, but you, you still have to call me and say, and, and, and tell me that, Jude, I want to talk to you. There's nobody to talk to. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, since we've created that safe space, is that safe space that yeah. people don't create? So is that safe space that you're going to create for your child? Yes. That I, this, the safe space I didn't have with my dad or my mom. What so if it, your child doesn't want to talk to you? That, that, well, <laughs> I, I think it's just because, I mean, why, if, if, 
if you if I treat my you know, like you know, it, you know it's possible. Yeah, it's possible because maybe, like no maybe, matter how hard you try, right? Exactly. So maybe when your child is growing from one to twelve, thirteen, you guys are best friends. Yeah. Then when puberty starts, your child might not want to talk to you. Yeah. And you might want your child to talk to you and do certain things that will make your child not want to talk to you more. Yeah. <laughs> so you might want to push and all that pushing might just push your child away. So it's very difficult and it's easy to blame your parents. It's easy to say your parents didn't raise you. Right? In my own case, I'll blame my parents. Now, my, my dad is trying to be friends with me. Well, I'm big now. <laughs> like, but bro, bro, you were not friends with me. Like, you, you shut me down same, while same I was growing up. Same thing here. Yeah, you shut me down while I was growing up. Why are you trying to be pals and tell me I'm not having conversations with you? You never created that space where we could have any conversation. But what if that's the only way he knew People, that? Okay, people, look, my dad didn't have his father. He, he, his father died before, like, when he was still, like, like one year, like they say, oh, okay. he didn't know his father at all. Maybe I could suspect that was why he does not know how. I will not blame him. He loves, like I know he. He doesn't love you. He'll do anything for you. But, but but your dialogue with me is just basically a monologue. We are never having a conversation. <laughs> you get? See, is is a monologue? You, you say it like it is peculiar to you. That's the exact same thing I had with my dad. Yeah, I don't. We don't talk about stuff. He tells me stuff. Yeah, exactly. We don't. He doesn't. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't speak with me. He yes. To me. Like you understand? Look at look at the dance we are having now. Yes. Yeah, just like Harold Jorogan says, it's a dance. Yeah. We, we are, you could critique what I'm saying. I could critique what yeah, we are yeah. having a dance. It's no, a conversation. No, we're not with Nigerian. <laughs> well, most Nigerian. Fans. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it could it could be if we create a space for children to hear. You need to feel like you're important. The ideas matter. I feel it's going to be difficult, isn't it, Charles? Why? For me, especially... Well, basically, me, you know, me, I don't even want to have any kind of long-term shit that might result in having children. Maybe I will live my life in, like, like a monk somewhere. <laughs> so, for me especially, number one will religion. So, what will I tell my child about it? This is something I've been thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, okay. Now, when you think about religion, I feel like... I feel this is good. This is... Because I I, th- I know my, I know maybe my younger brother knows my stance yeah. because I try to be open. I know my parents know that I'm not really deep into uh, <laughs> like I just like you know like I I grew up in so Adam. You 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 even ashamed to say it. I'm, I, I I I I mean <laughs> I mean when I go to Abuja I want to have a place to stay right. <laughs> but like. I know because I I could live on my own. I thought about living on my own yes. and do my but like I mean I like even when I left home I I feel bad for my younger brother because he like you just feel bad like this guy needs you yes he needs you he needs you to develop his mind so not like I mean he figured things out but like I basically I figured my own shit yeah, out but like yeah, but like then but but, but but then like it took you years to like move from this to this, but like you could shorten that time span yeah. for them. So why I say it's really difficult for me to explain religion to myself, because I have I'm a young seven. Yeah. And I remember when they did he came to me and he asked me, Brother, is God here? <laughs> 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 I 
Okay. Now, look at you indoctrinate people into like religion. You now make them feel that is the meaning of life, that they don't have a life of their own. You get that. This is my world. No, no you guys, I'm trying to rush because we had this conversation on voice note where you sent me a literal podcast. <laughs> so, so, so the thing is, there is an upside to that. There's an upside to making a child believe certain things. Yeah. Because that builds up his morals and that makes him a better oh, person. Now, this is, a, this, is a, this is an interesting combo. Do we can do we do we feel that religion should be a basis for morals? It is. No, I, I, this is what Sam Harris debates we, about. This is feel, no, no. This is what Sam Harris. Whether debates. we feel or not, in Nigeria, it definitely is a basis. No, not in Nigeria. I feel like you could even just use natural human instincts as basis for morals. Do me nice, I do you nice. Don't do me bad, I don't do you bad. I mean, this is like just the fund out. It's just binary. This is just, this is like all kind of morals for, I, I, that's, I, I'm not really a big fan of moral relativism, but like most morals just boils down to this binary. Do me yeah, nice, yeah. I do you nice. So, could we not live like that? It's difficult, to, it's difficult to teach a child that without religion. I think that's where religion helps. So, for me, well, is, is, it, is it is it's because you are you are, you are scared to have this open, honest, deep conversation. Like the, the conversations could be had, but when you just shield it that God in heaven will not be proud of you if you don't do this. <laughs> you get this is it's just a shield. Okay. I know I understand so that we'll that would we'll uh, go deep and tell, I understand, I understand. And tell a six year old that okay, okay. you don't really understand. Okay. See, so I don't really understand. Although I know you can't really explain shit, yeah. and you tell a six-year-old that, and you expect him to understand your level of skills. Okay, now there, there are problems in my own thoughts. Let me let me point them out. There are problems in my own thoughts because God is good in the metaphorical sense. Mm-hmm. The metaphorical sense that Baba in heaven, the Baba in heaven. Mm-hmm. We'll treat your fuck up. <laughs> we'll not allow you to come into the beautiful gates if you, <laughs> if you don't behave up. well. You get, you get, I know, I understand. That is perfect. That is like, it make me want to live my life. But when you in, indoctrinate him into, like, why not, like, just be open from start? I think, I think another thing is fear. When fear starts to rule that conversation, that, oh, if you fuck up, you're going to go to hell. If mm-hmm. you do this, if you don't pay your tithe, if you don't do this, if you don't do that. Mm. That's where another problem starts to arise. And it's a form of shutting people up also. Listen to your parents, listen to your pastor, don't say any, don't question them. Those things keep on shutting children up. Yeah. But it's still going to be difficult to raise a child. No, I feel we could go this shit out because you are you are so you are you, arguing religion as a basis for morals. What would you tell your child when he comes to ask you if God is real? If he comes to tell me, if he comes to ask you, I'll first ask him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want now. This is ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me as a child, Daddy. I went to school today and we were talking about God. Is God real? Who told you that? By what was the context of the conversation? Uh, they were, I saw the argument that Satan is better than God. And I said, 
I don't know who God is because my parents haven't told me about God. That is God. So now I will now explain things to him in the sense that no, you see, I'm like now you are trying to push me into a liberal position. I told you that I'm not. I'm not now. Now, you're trying to out me now. This conversation we're having will out me now. Do you think a child? Can ask you that question. Yeah, he could. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm asking you, what's your answer to that? Okay. I've, it's so not like scared to even say. I'm not scared. Okay, I'm not scared. But you, you have to like frame it in a in a way that we, for a child's mind. So you, have, you, you for example, you for sure, Let me cover this up. Yeah. So you for what? Oh, did you answer your question on Wait, how before you answer? Yeah. I would like to state that you're not comfortable. Is yeah, that right? I is that I, true? I, definitely. Why? I have thoughts. I have opinions on how I think, but I I don't want to feel like I'm creating this space where people come to be indoctrinated into what I think. These are just my opinions. Who is making you feel like someone will get indoctrinated just by listening to your conversation? I guess that's what I think. Your younger brother, for example. Yeah, yeah that guy listens to my podcast. Okay. And you don't want him to believe the same thing you believe in. I want him to find shit out for himself. What is because this? because at what the end of the day at the end of the day if you believe it's not bad. I just doubt. I should not say I I know I just doubt. If mm. you believe it's not a bad thing. If if it works for you, I know there are a lot of rational people I know that they believe and they are very, very rational when they when you have one I got the belief but I mean if you believe it's not a bad thing. So I have the perfect answer to this religion. No, I have the perfect response to this religion thing. I once asked somebody what his religion was, and his answer to that was that he had a problem with faith. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. I have a problem. I doubt. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I wanted to say it on my WhatsApp that the person was I was like, dude, don't, don't stop asking because you know a lot of people see why, right? Yeah. Like, where, what's your stance? People ask me, what's your stance? Like, I just, I have a problem. I'm still, I, that's what I had this conversation with my, my girlfriend. Like, when she, because she's a big church girl. Like, <clears throat> she's like deeply religious. Yes. So I want to know, I, because I wanted to like tell her early. You <laughs> get, if it's going to be a problem for you, fine. I, I don't know, but like, this is me. This is, I doubt I have a big problem. I, I, I find time believing what they tell me or what I read in the Bible. You find it hard. Uh, yeah, I find it hard to believe. I know you guys believe. Say this is the word for you, and this is how. You, but like, I, I, I doubt that. They believe because they don't mm-hmm. have a problem with faith. But because faith is, they believe in things that are not, you know, something fancy like that. They believe. They have faith, so they can believe in things that they don't see. Things that you see, and. You can't take your eyes Religion off. Religion is a cover. It's for is a cover for for you to shield yourself from reality. Look at most religious people. God will take care of you. To work out. My brother believe. You understand those kind of things. It's, it's a cover for you to, to escape from reality. Like for me, I, I I know it's not good to be a very thorough reality. Because then you will not like be able to fantasize about you, you, when you're not idealistic a bit. You not be able to like think through. Okay, we could create spaces for 
there's vectorialist, you just believe in rigid, um, this is how it should be. Yes. So, I mean, if we... I'm not that kind of person who's a tutorialist, but I, I still feel like yes, I'm realistic in, and I, I I want to be real, I want to be grounded in reality. That means I have to remove that cover of religion. Is it awkward to talk about it? It's awkward because because I'm I'm I I feel like uh, I maybe I'm scared of being judged for what I believe in. Not like what I believe or what I think. <clears throat> so in this conversation is too intimate for a podcast. Because you've clearly had this conversation with your girlfriend. Yes. I just told her. But you don't want every other person to know because yeah, they because, because I I because when you start because for me, when when I say I doubt, I'm not that kind of person who will come online and start telling people this that I'm an atheist, that um, yeah, religious people are dumb. That, no, no, I hate this kind of thing. Believe, don't believe. Feel like we, we could all exist. Yeah. Why you don't harm me with your own belief? Just like that's why I still feel like the core basis of, of religion. Yeah, so far you don't harm me where you believe. Fine, believe what you want to believe. People believe in this um, um what is Greek mythology. People live their lives based on Greek mythology. And to think about it, the core of every religion is still down to do unto others what. Yeah, yeah. You see, that's why I say the the good. Because when you talk about religion as a basis for morals, then I mean, you you believe without it. That's the core of the belief. Don't don't do to somebody what you wouldn't want the person to do to you, and everybody will be fine. We talked about religion now, which which I know now. I don't even know my. <laughs> I I don't want to be out about what I believe. The, no, the, the main fact that you're thinking about it like you're out, like <laughs> this was one giant secret, and people would judge. I don't I, think people would judge you as much as you think. Well, it depends on it depends on where you stand. Most of my friends know that I have problems with faith. And most of them have just accepted me. My mom has practically given up on me. My sisters, huh? So I had to. Ha- I used to have this fight with my family. <laughs> I used to have this fight with my family every Christmas or every New Year. So the crossover from New Year, Christmas to New Year, that first to New Year. When I was with my sisters, they would want to go to church, and I'm like, "Fuck that! I'm staying inside." And it used to be a big fight. Although now, even though I, I, I tell you I doubt, I still like it because it, it was more like, it's like tradition. Mm-hmm. It's just like tradition to just go out to experience crossing over to like the new year. But I still like it. Not in the sense that maybe I could not even necessarily be just like tradition, just stand there, experience. And I, I never want to go. And it used to cause a big fight with my sisters and my aunt. Like a big fight. There was one time I remember my aunt was like, she's going to take me regardless. And we drove all the way to church and I didn't get out of the car. And I was just in the car. And it caused a big fight. It spoiled yeah. the new year, all the celebrations yeah. that I had to go. And next year, something similar happened. And the year after that, it just left me, <laughs> it just left me alone in the house. Yeah. I- and that's how 
I put my stance that I'm not going to let that happen. But I think I was going, I was going somewhere with this. If, okay, if people understand where you're coming from, they wouldn't judge you as much. If they understood that no. you just had problems, you just have problems believing in some certain things, they wouldn't judge you. You're forgetting the fact that Christians try to tell you they are right. They are, Christians are always right. They are oh, right. Muslim. You think Muslims, like, Muslims think Muslim, Muslim, Muslims don't try to sell you their religion. Yes, but mm. Christians just try to push it on your face every time that they are the perfect thing, they are right. They, they like try, any, almost every Christian tries to combat you. <laughs> they like try to like, okay, you tell them, Oh, you believe the wrong thing. Christ has not ministered to you. Like, you know, like, you understand? The ones like, you will soon be touched. Or like, you will soon be, like, <laughs> like, the voice will soon speak to you. You get, you, get, you understand? Yeah, and, I do. Like, that, that was Christians for you. Did you just have this, invagi- I know, going to the world, I must yeah, like, God exactly. gave them that order. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spread the word. It's, or a, it's a personal mission to combat that. I understand. They, feel, they just feel this personal need to combat you or to, or to try to evangelize you. Sometimes that, that drives on, it drives towards uh, harassment and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You get to do it too much, and then I'm uncomfortable whenever you're around, and it hurts. And it's even more difficult for someone like you because when someone comes and tries to convert you, you wouldn't be able to speak on your stance. Yeah, I, I, I don't even. I, I just, I just, I sh- just go like, <laughs> like I don't because I don't have to want to. Be, I don't want to debate you because I, I, I don't. Although these debates are good if I wanted to engage in them because then yeah, it will increase my argument. I, I'll have good arguments yeah, for next time. I always I always want to argue. Because always. You come to me and I always and I'll give you things I don't understand. Well, well, and I'll the, see you well, argue up to a point where you cannot argue anymore well, and you tell well, me to just have faith and believe in some certain things. And I'll tell you that that is the problem I have. Having faith and closing my eyes and just believing in something. When I was having a conversation with my girlfriend, I told her like that she I mentioned all the things to her that could be listed as things like you know, as problems in the world. Yeah. As problems that she could be facing or who are literally facing. That you mean that we've been praying about this, a whole generation of people, the men and women before me have talked to God about this. My medieval ancestors <laughs> Have prayed, binded, and casted, <laughs> and nothing happened. But I, I, nothing happened. But God is more interested in what I do when I'm naked. That's, <laughs> the, that's the, like, like that's. The, do you know the perfect, the perfect sequel to this conversation? You have a religious person on the podcast. When I say religious, I mean so I really religious. I really get tired of the conversation because I know oh, I don't because, want because, to because you're not. Because I don't want to debate yeah. that person. I just like you don't I, I just want to like you. shut you down, tell you facts and make you stupid. I will not like debate you. I will like just tell you so that mm. So the way you do it, you open your mind to actually change. That's the only way to do it. Because that's the only way to be practical. That's the only way to okay, let me understand what you're trying to do. And the person will come and tell you how or the person will come and convince you how Christianity is 
the best religion. Yes, even now when you think about human, you have to have an open mind to listen. That's that's one thing that you you understand your belief sometimes gets you clouded, it gets your mind clouded, and you don't want to have an open mind. And I remember this this I had a friend in part two who was who was trying to make me a better Muslim. And he said something like, Be mindful or your heart will turn to stone. Mm. It was a Quran passage or something. It hit me. It hit me hard. Because <laughs> at that point, I was like, mm, this religion shit, I'm not doing. It's, it's bullshit. I'm not doing. Then he said, be mindful or you'll have to turn to stone. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe it's time for me to start listening. Mm. I started listening. And it was pretty much the same. I didn't get the answer yeah. I wanted. Yeah. But every time that conversation comes up, I'm always open-minded. I'm like, okay, maybe this is the time someone would say something that would change my, change my mind. Now, what I want to, there's what I'm really interested in because I study, because I try to like, look, I, I try to like ask myself why I believe what I'm doing and why people believe what I believe or why, or why do you think the way they are thinking one thing wrong. And when you see people old, like, old people, like, let me take a man in his ritual, let me like sisters. Yes. Who sits you down and talks to you about how God is God is everything that you should not take up for granted. He tell you like he deeply, deeply believes that this is my existence, is to serve God. So what created that who can create that kind of thinking where you don't even doubt that or where you just we are just because um because do I not understand that because if you if you read um Thomas Nigel's book on like what is it like to be a bar? Now, he's just trying to, like, what is it like to be in the head of someone? Like, what is this person's, uh, what is the bad consciousness? So now I'm just trying to say, what is this person's consciousness? How how does he see the world? That's like, how does he see the world that, that you could, like, just, because for me, I, I, I feel like, okay, I'm sitting down like this. I have a bit of clarity. Just, I don't, I don't know if I have, but I, you I could, I could see, at least I have a bit of clarity. Like, you think you have a bit of clarity. Maybe because I could see things like, okay, this is, like, this is what's, and this, this might be bullshit, but yeah, like, I'm not even sure whether you're in the simulation or not. Well? And you're talking about clarity. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think I feel I, but, I but they too, they'll feel they are because when they tell because deeper life in church, they'll tell you understanding. That you have understanding. <laughs> <laughs> like what bro, what kind of understanding are you telling? You know what? Understanding. You have understanding. <laughs> you need to understand. Bro, what do I need to understand? What does this understanding get me? Like, like like I want to know because you now you have understanding. Like you get like it means he has a clarity that he thinks he has. Yeah, that understanding that he wants to sell. He has it. Yeah, that understanding he, he wants to sell to me. Yes. I've not understood it. I've not like I'm, I'm trying because that's what I was talking. I was talking to another my friend, very deep church girl. I have I I think I all my female friends are quite religious. Most of them. I think you should interview one of them next. Like. Because I had one of our conversations because we were like trying to, I was trying to like talk about because I even when I when I finished and I even brought up and I issue of the past house which I knew we that I was trying to like tell her about my own what what brought me to this you know what was I talking about that brought me to this talk about understanding girl. yeah understanding life, understanding you couldn't understand yes yes so because she told me that God is the reason for life that is the that girl she would tell me that this is the 
the glaring truth. She, she used that word, glaring truth. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't really glaring to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. okay. Yeah, I said something I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, I said, okay. The thing is, it no, is glaring to you. No, and I, now brought to up, I now brought up something because I go to church. I still go to church. Yeah. So, I will see all these people. They rejoice. They are so happy. Are you, there's, there's a spirit like there's like I was like, what am I not feeling? Like, why are you feeling? Are this? you? Are you? What's the word? What's the word? Are you spiteful when you go to church and you you think you see bullshit? I think they're trying to sell me something. That's like the pastor tries to sell me something. <laughs> most times, does that make you like, spiteful? Was in like I feel like I, I feel upset. Yeah, I feel. I feel upset that this guy is trying to sell me something. Most times I go to where they are trying to set me up. The preaching is trying to set me up to feel remorse so that I could give more on that Sunday. That is why I stopped going to the mosque. Because mine is entirely different. Mine was, I think on my birthday in 2015, I went to the mosque and after we prayed. So I love going to the mosque. Because there's this wonderful sense of calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do that too. And it's the best, very best thing in the world. If for anything I wanted to be religious, that was that would be what I would Fellowship, want to yeah. be religious for. And that faithful day, I go to the mosque, and after we had our Juma, I was in that peaceful state. Then the Imam goes on and starts saying, if you're a Muslim and you vote for good luck, Jonathan, you're going to go to hell. Wow. That everybody should vote for Wow. Wow. Now, imagine the kind of mass, mass mindset change that's happening all over the mosques in yeah. Nigeria. So that is definitely propaganda. Yes. They came out to push yeah, that propaganda. Yeah. And he clearly stated that if you are voting for someone who is not a Muslim, I guess, mm. then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't make sense to me. I think that was the day I left. And I didn't go back. And people will argue that because of one wrongdoing, you shouldn't focus the entire religion. Huh? But in the end, that's what they use it to do. The same way they use the news media to push propaganda is the same way they use the religious institutions to push propaganda. And that's what I can't... That's the one thing I can't stand. I completely hate it. Just leave me alone. Let me pray. Let me enjoy my peace and let me go. Yes, let me speak yes, to my God and let me. Yes, I like when I was growing up. I think I liked just being on my own, talking. I felt like there was this sense of God was this person. I felt like like a dad. I could talk to, sit down, talk. I felt like I've had a conversation. I feel good. Yeah. I feel head. Then I just chill. Like I don't want to. Don't tell me any stupid prophecy. Don't tell me this <laughs> that God promised me and this and and I went and I don't, I did not see it. I will not see what you promised me. I become angry. That's like, <laughs> I, you get, just like, I want to commune, just talk, have a conversation. I felt that I, I loved that. Yeah. Yes, I had that kind of, just talk. That's why I still like, I go to this church in church. SH. So, just this feeling of calmness where you feel like you are communing or something. Just, it's, it's beautiful. And I think maybe we should stop here. So for your next podcast, <laughs> like it's seriously just person. Yeah. And you should listen before you try to argue. Yeah. Maybe to change your mind. Maybe to change my mind. Yeah. Maybe to help your brother. Yes. This is wonderful. 
it was it was really nice. I mean, we we, 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 we we've marked two hours thirty minutes. Oh shit! I think this is my longest. My 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 record was one hour twenty. So let's keep on breaking records. Anyway, it's, it's just because I feel we're because we're in the same room. Yes. Most of the comments, like, and we could have gone on and on debating philosophical circles. So whatever, <laughs> if someone comes and beats my record, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to come back to your podcast and I'm going to talk for longer. Uh, from, this was great, man. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thanks for listening to the end and also don't forget to ask me any questions anonymously, send me messages anonymously on hitendry.com slash ask. I'll see you next week for my AMA episode and until then, stay curious. <laughs>